We're back. We're back. We're back in the podcast again. I have a nice tall glass of whiskey in front of me. <laughs> the sentence left us in suspense. Like, where's it going? How, how, wait, what is <laughs> what like, what is be? tall? Aren't you supposed it's, to have like uh, half a cup? Like, isn't that what you're supposed to normally do for whiskey? I was going to say, it's probably just literally yeah, but tall, I, right? <laughs> no, it's a normal, it's a whiskey glass, but it's like half full. So it's tall because you don't, that's too much. Oh, okay. That's why when oh, you said tall, I'm thinking of tall like... for the whiskey. No, uh, it's a normal, it's a normal whiskey glass. It's just I, it's filled more than I usually do because I, I just felt like it today. And uh, yeah, it's podcast time. Let's do it. Question I'm not drunk. Endless plot twists. I don't, I don't know where it's going. <laughs> oh, we have a question already. The plot twists. No, I'm talking about your your conversation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's not a question. I just said it. It's fine. It's, it, I said dumb bullshit. I'm tired. It's lore. It's lore. Tired. It's, tired it's of what? Dialogue choices lore. I'm just a tired person. <laughs> what a life to live. I'm so tired, just generally. Yeah. That's just my it's my default state is tired. I'm tired. So very, very tired. So tired. Exactly. Don't, don't do what I what did. A, what a this stupid week, fucking though. reference. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's fucking Crash and the Boys from the beginning of the Scott Pilgrim movie. Okay. (laughs) Play the two second song. So sad. And that's the whole song. Not a race, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that song. It's so sad. Okay. I saw that Scott Pilgrim's getting an anime. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, is it going to be an anime? Anime is like. Anime is a generally. I mean, it's going to be animated. it's going to be a Netflix animation. Yeah. That's interesting. That could be uh, good. So it's about, it's going to be about as anime as like She-Ra is, which isn't anime, but sure. that's fine. I don't, I don't care about the specifics at this point. It's. I mean, like, d- whatever is, gets people. Does hyped. Scott Pilgrim count as manga to begin with? No. It doesn't, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Why'd you, I, why'd, you fought, intru- why'd you introduce the word anime? <laughs> Because that's how that's how it's being publicized as that's like that's oh, what Netflix is calling you've it. Got They're calling it a Scott Pilgrim it, anime. <laughs> no, no, I don't look. I don't care at the end of the day because I know what anime is. I don't care if people say the wrong word. It's like you know people people can say what you can call it whatever you want. That doesn't make it true. So I don't really care what you call it. You can call you can call Dexter's Laboratory an anime. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's I, I know you're lying. So that's all that matters. <laughs> you're <laughs> lying. <laughs> it's just it's such a it's a weird um i i think there's just such a weird contention between like anime is japanese animation like it's short for animation but it's only short it's only short for animation in japan americans don't call cartoons anime like that's not what we do and we don't call like <laughs> movies that are animated anime we call them animations or cartoons. So like we have a word for our animations, which are cartoons. So Americans are Western. This is an extreme, Western... overwhelming lack of opinion. <laughs> I'm, I guess. I'm overwhelmed just... by how little opinion you have. You, you just incredibly don't care so much. <laughs> I don't. That's it's, the sarcasm. Because you, you, I, you're, you're giving us a breakdown. No. Right uh, after your yeah, apathy so at the end of the talk. Day, so, so at the end of the day, Netflix is making a Scott Pilgrim anime. So I'll be curious how that goes. Because I don't know. I mean, because the movie, the live action movie was made before the final book came out, right? Uh, Yeah. 
I think they knew because so, I think O'Malley was involved. Yeah, but it didn't. It regardless. Now it's gonna be. Now, when are we like, getting now the Snot Girl anime? Post. Yay! The deep O'Malley lore. <laughs> Have you read Snot Girl? Probably never. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. Girl? Does anyone know what yeah. it is at all? I I know what it is. I know O'Malley's work. I just uh, I. I don't know. I, I've again, never hot, seen any hot of take. This. I don't really think O'Malley is interesting. I don't think his his work is good. I don't like it. So, it's just not for me. I could, yeah. I don't. You liked don't really Scott care. Pilgrim, though, didn't you? Originally, the manga. I liked. You had opinions I liked, like, about the movie. I liked half of it. Um, I think it. Trying to think of like what point was I was I like oh, okay I'm just gonna get off the train here and then let let it just ride out while I watch from afar. Um, I would probably say I think it was like after the fuck. What's the vegan guy? Who's he? Which well, one that's like he's, second he's... storyline, I think. Yeah, I think that's the point at which I was like, "All right, this was fun," but I can it's... kind of see the pattern here, and I don't I want to be here I think anymore. Clash of Demon and... Head, the, yeah. the band. Um, and so like I from that's there, when Brie it was Larson like mostly... sings Black Sheep. Yeah, from there it was a lot of just okay. I I I get the. I get the general tone here. I get that, like, from that point, I was like, okay, I don't think Scott's, like, redeemable. I don't think he's a character that's going to come back. Oh, no, he's, uh, not, he's pretty awful. Like, yeah, he's pretty much gone. I don't like him, and I don't want to be around him anymore if I could avoid it. And, like, everyone else seemed like such a more interesting character than Scott Pilgrim. And it was like, oh, good, we got to, like, I got to, like, be rooting for a girl to want to, like, put herself in a worse position in by, life by being, being around, around him. him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Scott Pilgrim's is weird. Like I know a person who is Scott Pilgrim in real life. Oh yeah. That's and, the like, point. Yeah. And so like the problem is like watching it is like, I don't really need to watch this. I already saw this person live. I know what they're, I know what the outcome is because I watched a person who is a real life Scott Pilgrim live their life. And like, mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't need to be me. here. Yeah, like I well, it's not even a surprise. It's like I just don't have no interest. I've already seen it. Like I don't, I don't like this character, and I don't want to. I don't want to endure more than life has already given me. Yeah, like it I don't know why people I that don't want to watch Always Sunny because they're like, I can't watch shows about awful humans. Yeah, there's like it, it. It's so Always Sunny is. I guess like you can kind of get away with the fact that it's uh, a comedic. It's like comedy awful. Um, I think that makes whereas, it worse though. No, no, no. I mean, so they're both the comedy so, awful. They're both I mean, people. They're both yeah, supposed to be funny shows about horrible humans. So it's like a, it's fantasy. It's like fantasy comedy evil. Like Always Sunny couldn't mm. happen. It's too cartoonishly fake. Um, like every situation is so over the top <laughs> that like these people would have been in jail Whereas seven Scott times Pilgrim's over. That Gretzko shit where you're like, oh no, I know this person yeah. and I'm watching it yeah, like, again and I don't like it. It's it, it sounds stupid to say because Scott Pilgrim's very like fantasy with its uh, world, yeah. like it has the level up system and all the gaming. But the stuff. characters are but, like, very mundane in their awfulness. Yeah, but they're like they're a lot more. Yeah, like he said, they're a lot more real. They're they're like grounded. Like all the characters are grounded in a sense of reality. Whereas Always Sunny are people that are just like you took four Disney villains and put them in a bar, and like that's <laughs> literally what Always Sunny is. Just if you wanted to summarize it quickly, it's like they're all just cartoonishly evil people who like somehow at the end of the day aren't in prison, and Yet. that kind of that 
yeah like that kind of works for me like that like the anime kanosaba is the same way where you're like these are four of like impossibly evil people that could not exist and like somehow they are just a-okay like and that's the comedy the comedy is like oh god how are these people gonna like basically somehow devastate their universe without being punished for it <laughs> like you're just watching for that um but i don't know yeah so scott pilgrim's ever been a good it's never been something i've been interested in so i'm very like apathetic towards the the creation of more media for it. it's like cool i guess people really like it or something good for them they'll, they'll probably be happy about mm -hmm. it is it a very old show scott pilgrim scott pilgrim uh I think, I, mean, the movie, the show. I think the, the movie came out in like 2007 and the series was still yeah. concluding its six volume run at the time yeah it definitely wasn't the around when did. i was a kid it looks like something that could it be should have been oh when you were a kid no 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 oh yeah uh this it's not came very out when you were like all, in, no. yeah 2004 there you go yeah that's the publication date 2004 to 2010 okay so about 10 years that's not bad um that's about about the time i would expect something like that to get reborn again in media yeah. like that's I just, a good i that's fucking a, adore the movie yeah. but it's, it is an edgar wright movie which are just <laughs> just fantastic it's just that entire the way he approaches that stuff is just great although I've, I'm, I'm i'm behind i haven't seen the new one at all i always forget what? what's even called something at soho you heard it's a right movie? Yeah, I've heard it's a big departure. It might be a horror movie or something. Oh, how terrifying. Okay, fat cat. What are you doing? Never remember. <laughs> cat is murdering Andrew. Be gone, cat. It's like he'll he'll climb up on the window seal. So he's gonna do it right now because he's a jackass. <clears throat> do you he's understand not with what you meddle? He's gonna climb up on the chair. He's too fat to do that because he only has three legs. Um so he's going to climb on the chair, climb onto the desk, climb onto the window, and then go from the window seal onto my desk, walk all over my keyboard and everything else, and then look at me, and then jump off and do the rotation yet again. Or he'll look at me, and then walk on top of more parts, go back onto the window seal, and then do this loop for as many times as I will allow it. And then eventually mm -hmm. I pick him up and put him on the ground, and then he'll like... He'll either go like, okay, I'm going to go get food or he'll come back and like sit on a chair for a couple hours and then go and do the cycle again. And that's like basically my work day is this cat <laughs> cycling through. Just coming for you. Yeah. And I mean, I'm on a standing desk, so sometimes I'll just get fed up with it. And I'll just put the desk high enough up uh, that he can't reach it. But uh, he just wants to say hi. And he says hi by walking all over your things. Mm -hmm. That's how no, he just wants to do. He just wants he wants me to acknowledge his existence and then he wants me to reward his existence with food. That's um, what hi means. And hi. No. That it's, it means give me food. Unfortunately, me, I don't cat. speak. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I don't speak cat. So that's fine. He's a lovable fat cat. And that's what any any pet can hope to achieve is lovable and plump. <laughs> That is pretty much their entire goal for survival is just yeah. don't wear out their welcome <laughs> or else. Exactly. <laughs> or else. Yeah, yeah. That's the only that's the only reason they got this far. Mm -hmm. They fuck it up now. They could they can end just as easily. <laughs> I, don't, I don't let my I don't let my cat walk over my my desk. I don't have the patience. I put the cat outside the door and that's it. 
There's I'm supposed to I'm cat. supposed to spray him when he does it, so he builds the habit of not doing that. But I'm really well. Lazy but he also associates. That. He also associates the spray with you, so that's just like swatting well, that's him. That's fine. That's I'm I'm okay with that. It's just the, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just it's I one I don't want to be spraying water around all my electronics. Uh, mm-hmm. it's not really like ideal. But I don't, two, I don't see how this can backfire. Yeah, alcohol. But, uh, the isopropyl alcohol is fine. I don't think you should spray any animal with isopropyl <laughs> alcohol. I'm like, excuse, excuse me, have you been spraying, yeah. spraying yeah. your cat with rubbing alcohol? Yeah, I don't think you should spray your cat with nail polish remover. That's not really the ideal situation here. Um, the uh, uh, this podcast is taken the, down the from YouTube, YouTube for crimes. <laughs> I was just coming up with a compromise that wouldn't damage the electronics. Uh, Don't make you're going to compromise their immune system. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you don't get it on their eyes, it's fine. Oh, no, because cats lick themselves. Never mind. Yeah, no, that's all all bad. Don't. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, he's licking himself now. What are you doing? The fucking mess. But yeah, so cats are are amazing creatures who uh, have. Amazing lack of disregard for all life. No, no, they Just have abundance of, of disregard. Maybe one day. Of disregard of abundance. Let's just try every variation. See which one. Meanwhile, fits. Shadow is very Shadow's very polite. He will sleep under the desk. Uh, he has a little bed under there. Dogs just want to be there near you. Calmly. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That is the perfect so kind of animal. Animals <laughs> that just want to be near you and enjoy your company are great. That's like yeah. the best. Like downstairs, uh, the computer chairs are just wrapped in dogs. Perfect. The computer chairs. What a, what Wait, a paradise! What? Yeah, because because they just they just lean on the on the supports around the wheels and just sort of clog up the chairs. Oh. They just want to be there. Yeah, that's why I gave Shadow his own little spot, so that way he doesn't do that for me. Because yeah. uh, I need to move my chair. But the uh, but yeah, no, it's it's fun. So let's see. Okay. Have either of you seen the commercial for or the trailer for oh, no. Uncharted? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I thought you were asking of another. Uh, That's where we're I, going I, today. I, I, w- I went to see I went to see Speederman. Speederman. Um, John Speederman. Yeah, I went to go see John Speederman recently. And uh, uh, before it started, there was oh, a commercial a for Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Spider Man. Uh, oh no, Uncharted. Yeah, so it's an Uncharted movie. Yeah, um, yeah Spider Man. I, I, I knew which is I, I, which is funny because yeah. like so I went to go see Sp- uh, Spider Man, uh, which are all okay, the Spider Man movies immediately, about home? What's immediately funny is I loaded up the trailer and I'm watching it on mute, and it <laughs> all I can think is that it's fucking like young Indiana Jones from from uh, from the fourth movie meeting up with like fucking. Mark's character from Transformers 4 for some reason. Like, nothing about this makes me think, oh, Uncharted, because the characters, these actors don't even remotely look like the characters they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, so for context here, uh, Nathan Drake is being played by the, uh, uh, by obviously his his body double, Tom Holland. Um, 
He's not even a not solely... He doesn't even look like Nathan Drake. He doesn't in body. I thought he was the way. other dude that was playing Nathan and, Drake. Yeah, apparently, and, uh, apparently uh, what's his name? Marky Mark. Fuck, what's his name? Yeah, he was Matt man. Damon. Not Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> That's not Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. That's a Matt Damon. Yeah. His name's Mark something because he was Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. The but Mark Wahlberg. Uh, oh, that's not Matt Damon. They look so no, much like each that's, other. That's the joke. No, the joke is that Mark Damon and, or, and Matt, bleh, Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon look very similar to each other. The, uh, yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg was, I think, supposed to play Nathan Drake when he was hired for the role a decade ago. But this movie's taken so long to come out that now he doesn't. He looks so much like not like Nathan Drake that they hired a new young he hip also, actor who also, also now looks look way like... too young to be Nathan Drake, but also doesn't resemble yeah. Nathan Drake in any real way. <laughs> like in any way whatsoever. <laughs> they only picked. They they only literally went like one step better than just being like Chris Pratt is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and just hiring that Chris Pratt for fucking everyone. Tom Holland's just God. the next young person that's like he's a popular actor because of Spider Man, right? Hire him for f fucking everything. He's Tom Holland right now is kind of like Shia LaBeouf was before Shia LaBeouf got crazy, um, <laughs> and Which is so it's like it's in, yeah. Well, I guess I guess uh, it, but so like he's stuck in this like oh everybody loves him. He like you know he was in couple of movies that i guess people liked or something and uh, we're gonna slap him on every single thing we could possibly do until eventually eventually he's gonna go crazy from it all and then he'll he'll either why turn into like why didn't they even at least get somebody with gray hair for sully like just just a basic I think because he was already contracted point. i yeah. think they like fucked themselves by having a contract They're literally with just and they couldn't, stuck like, with mark Wahlberg. and and mark Wahlberg, mark mark Wahlberg. god what a name Seems like a person who one probably would get dropped a lot if uh, if he didn't have a, an ironclad contract, because I can't imagine he's like a fun person in any sense of the word. And so I imagine like a, immediately being on set with him is probably like, shit, we made a mistake. We should probably like can him. But our contract says we can't. So yeah. we're stuck with him. So I think like <laughs> he must have had a really good contract to keep him on there. And so they're just like, fine, you have to be like the second most important character in the movie, Scully. And the, even a Scully doesn't seem like a very good Scully. Sully, I think. Like, but uh, Sully, yeah, the funny thing is, whatever. I think his brother probably could play a better Nathan than he could. Probably. Donnie Wahlberg could probably play Nathan Drake at least better than either of these characters here. Like, I'm like, that would be funny. What are, the, what are these the Wahlberg brothers? Choices? Yeah. What if they, they uh, made? They look they... very strangely different. Different. What if they made the choices based on their acting chops and be like, oh, no, we need to have a, a good actor. Otherwise, this game is going to be bad. Or, I mean, game, Mark Wahlberg's never been good be in a movie. No, he hasn't. <laughs> That's what I'm and, saying. Uh, like, and the I closest think, you've I ever gotten Tom... was Pain and Gain, where he just played a meathead. It's like, oh, what a stretch. And I don't think Nathan Drake is a tough character to act He's not, as. yeah. No. Like, it's not. He's it's literally not as just if you like, need... a, like Funhouse Mirror Indiana Jones. <laughs> But, yeah, but like, this like, does he, smack like of... Keith isn't wrong. Sorry. You could have hired fucking uh, Chris Pratt for the role, and he probably would have <laughs> nailed it just fine. Like, it's the only it's character really... he knows how to play. Yeah, it's literally just Chris Pratt as a human being, just like an obnoxiously arrogant person. Like Star Lord and... is, and and I, 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 from what I see, I think the Jurassic World character, but I've never watched it. it yes, and like, it is. They're all just that quippy guy that is the protagonist of every yeah. video game. 
It's yeah, the kind of guy that like Jake is a it's the, it's the non- kind of guy that like incels think that they are, but they're actually not. Um, <laughs> I have like I exactly have the personality of Nathan Drake. If only if I had one more centimeter of chin bone, I'd be unresistible. <laughs> it's like the it's it's so it's the kind of like chin. it's the kind of personality type where you think that you're really funny because you're being uh you're being like a piece of shit, but you're actually just being a piece of shit. And it yeah. only works yeah. in the context of like a fictional character because you're not nobody the gives one in... being treated like a piece of shit from this character. So you get to like laugh with them. But when they're like around you, you're like, this isn't fun anymore. Could you stop? <laughs> like, uh, Be- being but, an so asshole is a personality, right? <laughs> sure. And so like it's it's funny to me. I thought it was funny because one, I'm seeing Spooderman and Spooderman is played by Tom uh spider is played by tom holland so i'm watching a trailer for tom holland while i'm watching oh, yeah. a movie with tom holland in it. no we're hitting, um, we're hitting marvel saturation where not only is every movie yeah. a marvel movie but every other movie is played by marvel actors and so you go yeah, to a theater for a movie and then you see another trailer for the same actor again you're like jesus fucking christ in I, the same so when like, is matthew mcconaughey month- gonna be in a film again <laughs> right yeah, I I feel I feel like I'm crazy because all the actors I see on movies I watch, I'm like, isn't that guy in isn't that guy like a Marvel character? Yeah. Um, and so that was like I saw an ad or I saw like a, not an ad. I saw I guess it was an ad technically, but I saw a news article um, about how like, oh, man, Disney's doing great in the box office. Like, isn't Disney the only people in the box yeah. office? Like, what kind of metric office. is that? They're, they're, yeah, they're like trying to reach their way back to the old <laughs> studio system where just one company owned the like everything from fucking farm to factory. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. But it was uh, I just thought it was a funny, funny article to post at all where you're like, wow, Disney's doing great in the box office. Like, what the fuck other movies are there? Have you been to a theater? Like it's <laughs> it's pretty much them. <laughs> like that's it. Seriously, um, tell me where they are. I miss them. Yeah, right. Uh, even like, uh, what is it? And so, so watching this Uncharted movie. First of all, it was fun because I knew what the trailer was. I had seen the Uncharted trailer prior to that trailer happening. Uh, but I was with my girlfriend, so I was like looking at her, and I was like, okay, I know when it's gonna like do the reveal about this. And so I looked at her, I was like, what movie do you think that? Well, like, what movie do you think this is? She's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Indiana Jones. Someone's like, that's Uncharted. She's like, what is like Uncharted? She's like, oh no, <laughs> it's like I it's mean, not, it's not Unch- what people would imagine to be Uncharted. They're pretty directly related, uh, obviously, but it's also yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you 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 see that and you're like, oh, it's yeah, it's gonna be young Indiana Jones because that's what they set up with the last movie, is they yeah. wanted to bring the franchise um, back without sad old man who doesn't want to be in anything anymore. Leave him alone. <laughs> with good for with him. the last Indiana Jones movie, like. Poor guy. Stop hassling Harris. It's fine. It's just let him retire and be sad old <laughs> stop man. Stop har- harassing him. <laughs> yeah, stop harassing him. Best jokes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you come here for, right? You're wa- you're, you're, yeah. I say watching. You're listening. There's nothing to watch. You're listening to this yep. podcast. You can watch you this whole watch? thing. Excuse me. Love you just put all this work into making it watchable. <laughs> I did, but uh, the, the, that's not the point. The point, it, it's still, it's not really watching anything. All you're seeing is visual indication of who's talking for people who are like, all those voices sound really similar. Which one's which again? And now you, uh, and now you know, do, now you can see. Do our voices was, sound similar? If you, I mean, people I have know. very, very varying levels of like audio processing, it seems, because like, the number of times I hear that like X or Y person sounds exactly the same is 
like a thing that I just I'll never get used to it. It's such a common comment in any group thing ever. Like you get two people together and they both <laughs> sound identical, apparently. But you get any other like list of people together, too. And it's just like, hey, out of these four people, two of you sound exactly the same. And I'm like, who? Literally who? Like, does Andrew sound exactly like Brian? Like, is that the connection? Like, I literally can't really grasp at who they could mean. There's, like, it's so like hard. Most, but I'm I like, so, but somehow it's like, I can't tell these people apart. I'm like, which fucking ones? <laughs> You can't like tell Colonel Bird from, and Yuki. from Bird? Like, who? <laughs> How? Bird and Yuki are kind of close, but not really. He's got, that, he's got that opera that... singer fucking bass-boosted voice. <laughs> he's always <laughs> yelling so to the you back a little. row. Hmm. Yeah, but everybody else in our group. Apart from... No, yeah. I didn't... <laughs> Either way, thank you, thank you, uh, Andrew, for for putting in the for putting in the work he to uh, highlight our voices and whatnot. It's it was fun. Uh, it was really enjoyable trying to figure out the mechanics behind it. Um, and for context, Andrew figured out how to make something in his OBS blink on and on, like blink blink our things on and off when we're talking in OBS, basically. Yeah, we're talking, and so which is like a, Discord, a very different approach. Yeah, like it's uh, it's it, it. They call it what is it? They call it. They call it like PNG tuber. Um, <laughs> is mm. what they is what the is the phrasing is for this. Yeah, so no, it's not a plugin. You have to. It's just it's just coding. Uh, so you're using browser source, and uh, then you just set like an HTML tag, and th then there's a there is a third party application that will give you uh, basically you like you. Through Discord, grab the the ID of somebody. You grab the ID of a chat room. So, like, uh, our uh, voice channel is called Podcast. And so no one else shows up into here except for people doing the podcast. And so uh, I just have to grab the ID for that and then the ID for each participants in the podcast uh, from Discord. Put them into a code and say, like, if this person, so if this ID is in this chat room, display this image uh when you hear audio from that profile um and so, so it just changes based on that yeah. yeah so i just create two images so the idea is you create two images one where someone's not talking or like the whatever when they're not talking picture and the picture when they're talking um mm -hmm. and so so in like a vtuber sense you would have a picture of like a character not doing anything like standing still and then you have a picture of them like with their mouth open being excited or whatever and that would be a PNG tuber. So like as you talk, they would like look like they're animated and then go back to not looking animated. Um, it's the same thing that you'd see in like most of those uh, like pop up garbage commentary channels where it's like a picture of a character and uh, it's usually like a stolen image, like a picture stolen from some kind of other cartoon character that exists. And then they just sit there and then they change the picture to be like them waving their hands like, hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> when they say like certain words um it's like that but with less pictures in between i technically could make it more detailed so like if you uh if it goes beyond a certain point like if you're yelling then it has like it changes the picture to something else um so like <laughs> if i was yelling it could change my eyes to be like red and glowy so it, pay, like it pays attention to the volume and stuff it's not just toggling uh, on and off yeah, it, yeah, so it, it notices, uh, it, I can set it to notice that stuff, um, but there's not really value in that. 
uh because so uh so that's not done through discord that's done through that would be done through my obs so because i have you guys coming in through a separate channel uh from my own microphone channel and i can tell it to monitor that channel and if it mm. goes beyond the peak then i can have it do something else i mean it's oh but it probably wouldn't work if one of person. us fight the other one is yeah 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 i mean it probably it wouldn't work as well in context for uh either of you two talking but it would work well for me talking because i have but, my yeah. audio separated um but mm. yeah so there's a it's anyways there's a lot of stuff you can do with it it's pretty neat um and i wish uh i don't know i wish it was a little bit more managed i wish it was a little bit easier to uh to export that setting out i would like to i'm trying to figure out if how i can make it exportable because i would like to be able to take it and just like give it to keith <laughs> so data. that way if like yeah yeah so that mm. way if something happened like i don't know i i uh, i walk outside tomorrow and it's finally time for a crusade night to finally catch up to me uh two thousand years late and slash my <laughs> head off then uh then keith has like these assets that he can use he has like the the core of it so that way when he continues the podcast he can keep using it and just like change my ugly face to be the the crusader that killed me's ugly face when he interviews him on why he or how he managed to finally banish a demon and uh but it's it's obs <laughs> like because i'm using like streamlabs obs and it's really weird about exporting sources or exporting uh what do you call it not sources the thing before that uh oh scenes scenes there you go that's the word mm -hmm. uh it's weird about sorry mine doesn't say scenes it just says what i've named the scene which is really confusing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I can't, I don't know how to export scenes in Streamlabs. And I, I might just have to redo all of this work into OBS because I think OBS lets you export OBS scenes. Mm. Um, so I think this is just a feature that Streamlabs has cut out because they don't need it or probably because they put it behind a paywall or something. Um, but, but yeah, so... I don't know. It was it was a fun little. It does project. seem to be I their think... general approach. It's like, how do we monetize this open source product? Yeah, it's it's frustrating because there are some features about Streamlabs that I really wish OBS had. Like, I love its multi-streaming. That's such a great feature. Um, and I get that mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people who find value in it because, like, if you're a Twitch partner, you're not supposed to stream to YouTube, or vice versa. Um, yeah. So. So like all the, the people that stream that, the most are specifically basically not allowed to use that feature. Yeah, which is a well, one, very weird. But two, um, you know, like it's 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 the whole it mixer is type is. situation. Just trying to build your brand at the expense of everybody else. And it's like, what, I, we're gonna offer better features or something, or some in another way, some other way attract them? No, we're just gonna get exclusives. Which to yeah, some extent you have to do too. Like it's like when I talked about the uh, the Epic Games stuff when people are so mad about the exclusives and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like at the end of the day, like there's a lot of other things to criticize Epic for, obviously, but like the idea that you you're gonna just out compete Steam by just having a better platform and that'll just literally just you'll just dominate the market by betting like just creating a better like store and launcher and that's all it takes and that's it. It's like no, you literally do need exclusive games. Because otherwise, no one's going to ever... Like, people just don't jump ship, period. They stick to their particular platform. Like, if your audience is on YouTube, your audience is on YouTube. Like, if, if you want it... Yeah. If you want to get people to watch a particular 
website you need to just make the people that they watch go there <coughs> and those people will lose a huge amount of their viewership because of how unwilling people are to ever change platforms at, because changing your habits is just like completely unacceptable uh but <laughs> yeah but that's the the best you can do to get an audience on your website at all is to like get is to buy people over and buy out buy out the uh, creators and so on just like how like a, a launcher like epic or any other launcher absolutely does need to have like exclusive games in order to have any sort of real impact at, at ever competing against steam because otherwise it's just like oh wow yeah you have like a nice forum or whatever oh yeah good qa or whatever well anyway i have three thousand games on steam so i'm like back to echoing what everyone else says about how they don't want they don't want to fill their their computer with launchers it's like that that means no competition though uh, that's why epic is, with is giving games is, away because what does like, that mean though what does that mean like if i like let's just let's have like a let's have a a campfire talk here when you say you don't want when you say you don't want to have a bunch of icons on your desktop or clutter up your what program files when you press the start button the thing no one ever uses um what how big so how big is epic games to install like how 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 hefty uh is that is that launcher no, don't don't look it up. Tell me how big you think nope. Epic Games is. Oh, six hundred. How, how, how many megabytes do you think it takes up on your hard drive to have this application installed? Not much. I was thinking six hundred megabytes, but I actually know the number now that I looked at it. It's ninety-one you... megabytes. Really? What do I? Ninety-one handing? megabytes for the launcher. It's two hundred and fifty for the online services. Like if you want to do some nice dabs on people's corpses in Fortnite, you're gonna need that. <laughs> 250 megabyte file mm. uh but the epic games launcher the program that start that does it all is 91 megabytes i mean most of it is i don't think it's a cloud, storage so. space argument to be oh fair. i know it's not it's but a, like it's, that's it's the about only like keeping track of your different libraries and also just not bothering with more things basically like just having your one like because there is a a convenience to just having one place to go to for your entire hobby essentially but obviously yeah. that also comes with like a massive number of problems and you're it, it runs massively counter to the the idea of ever saying that you're like in favor of competition and things like that it's it just was such a weird thing to me I, like it's it's also like people who say they don't want multiple accounts like they don't want to have uh more than one account because it's hard to keep track of or something and it's like well what <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't get that like one password management software managers yeah are free like you can most of them are free if you want fancy features with them you have to pay for it like a vpn or some corny shit you don't need but like storing your passwords in a thing absolutely free very easy to do um and you can keep track of all your accounts that way so what does it matter at that point two if you don't want to give your email email out to random a bunch of random web services fine create a free email account that just hemorrhages or just eats all of those emails for you if the pro i don't know it's just like it's such a weird i'm trying to think of like how do you how do you justify wanting a better platform like you think steam sucks which it does steam is a shitty platform um 
you want to do games and it seems to just like struggle to do most things that you want it to do because uh, it can't decide if it's going to be big big picture mode or if it's going to be uh, <laughs> actually used by human <laughs> beings and it's like I don't know anyways seems weird and people want people have been complaining about Steam for so long and a competition comes along and it like you know barrels through the door a little bit more abrasively than you would like but it comes in nonetheless and people just immediately are like no no i'm not gonna even i'm not gonna even attempt to interact with you how dare you it's like well what what do you would you so you think steam's gonna change when it has no incentive to like man i sure need to get on changing my library because uh otherwise we're still gonna have the most user base of all pc platforms <laughs> like what the fuck what do you i think it, what is there? i think it's uh some of it is definitely pc gamers being way less above the console wars than they like to tell themselves they are because with the moment they have a chance for a similar platform more, it's all about brand loyalty and and so on. And it's like this developer is dead to me because they they put out a game on they put out their game on Epic because Epic paid them a lot of money and so on. It's like oh yeah, Man, the, I am... the, the the developer you supposedly want to support and want to do well accepted a large amount amount of money to do a particular thing. Almost like that's a necessity in this industry to survive. Like what? The... What were you hoping I for? Know, yeah. I, I, I get like, y'all cheer when YouTubers get brand deals, <laughs> and that's do they basically worse? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that 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 fucking flipped at some point. I don't know when it happened. I was always like terrified mm. of the idea of getting sponsorships, and I still like don't like it's, the whole thing. Still makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways. But like, boy, has the consensus just completely changed? Like, no one gives a shit. Hmm. It's, it's yeah it's, it's now in like the realm of like yeah you're getting what you deserve or whatever like you should be making that money yeah you go get like, yours it's, it's like you used to be a fucking yeah. like class trader if you turned on ads <laughs> which i i think you are i'm not i'm I, not changing I, my stance I, on I straight that. up i lost sleep over turning on ads and getting a patreon originally because i'm like oh fuck they're all gonna turn on me like everyone's gonna hate me how dare you I, think that channel, you deserve any money my for channel this? Does I don't think my channel has ads. I don't think any of my YouTube videos have ads turned on. They do. Maybe they do. Does it? Does it still do? I don't know if they do, but they definitely know. they definitely have. Okay. I I think I like you, you literally I signed ever... us up for a contract with a trashy MCN or whatever once no, upon a time I, that like yeah. controlled our channel for like a year and did nothing yeah, for us. It's yeah that's true i did the and, same, you, uh, and, you, and you don't do that for not profit seeking reasons well but in but to to an extent so there's a difference between uh i think there's like a level of profitability like i i met i think i'm at a point now where i i well one i don't live off of youtube income that's not where i live off of um yeah the so i don't see a, need, see a need for it yeah and i don't see the a need for dead. ads but <laughs> But if you have a Patreon, which I did, like the channel did have a Patreon. When that was going on, I didn't have the ads because I didn't want the ads on the channel. Um, because it's weird. I don't know. I think that's. I think it's weird to have a Patreon and ads. Um, but I also the Patreon again, is not enough. And if yeah. it's not enough, it's yeah, not like, enough. That's it, that's how it is. I'm not. You know. Again, it's like I a grand. It's like a grandstand that like Sterling can make when they're like. I, I make all this money on Patreon, so no ads. Yeah. And, but it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These two numbers do not add up to like a living for most people. It's a exactly. struggle to make uh, them total up to anything. 
But yeah. and so I get that. I I have my you know obviously I'd like that's that is what it is. You I I understand the necessity for it. But like I will never cross the the picket fence for accepting brands in videos that aren't built into the video, like ads that aren't uh Google ads. I will not stand for in a video. Don't tell me about your cool mystery box. Don't tell me about your mm-hmm. VPNs. Fucking stop doing that. That's that you is hate those that VPNs. Is, let me One. tell you about movement watches. Dude, well, oh, let me tell I, you. That's where I reveal that, I just fucking accepted an ad for this podcast and I'm just going to just do oh it God. right now. <laughs> that, and if that's what you need to do to survive, I am fine with that. I will begrudgingly not. I will never take part in it. I will never talk about like I will never read an ad out. I hate that. I do not. I do not like I I fucking despise, especially when you pay for a service like Spotify and halfway through a fucking oh, podcast on it, there's an ad really someone's bad. reading off, and I'm like, I'm going to literally strangle you. Please stop this. I cannot, like, the whole well, what's, reason What's really that bad I is paid. a lot of the services you can literally pay for, then play ads anyway. And they're like, in, yes. they're like app ads, not the, uh, the content-having ads. That too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, I, look, I get it everyone's got to make money but at the somehow. same time like spoofy's not paying them the cash to not have ads spoofy? but yeah spotify uh, <laughs> oh spotify is not paying them enough money absolutely not the problem i have is that like well then why the fuck do i pay for this thing like it's it's just like i don't i i spend well, a lot of money spotify fucked up their entire brand like concept by being like now yes. podcast because originally it was supposed to, it was supposed to be music and you can escape ads if by paying in music but like which a is bunch, a, yeah, a bunch like, of indie podcasters or whatever that are posting their shit on every platform and just trying to like figure things out uh spotify can't control that yeah and and yeah like i said i get it uh you know what you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to make money uh the problem i have is just i i spend a lot of money avoiding ads as much as i possibly can i don't you know i pay for like hulu or whatever i pay for uh i do i do pay for youtube so i can listen to it um one because i want youtube music uh because it's a better music Mm, app than spotify but two um because I just the part you know, where YouTube fucking mutes if you if you lock it is such a yes very intended <laughs> manually included feature or that they're just to, just to try to sell the uh, the membership and I'm like every time I, I encounter that again I'm like fuck it does work this way why does it work this way yeah <laughs> to wrangle money out of you uh, yeah it, it, it is this it, it is disgusting um but so I pay YouTube Red and also. I, I have ad blockers on. Uh, I have like really intense ad blockers on to avoid like <laughs> even just I have it so bad that I can't load half of the news article websites without using a special like browser app. Because like if somebody CNN so much as sh- even mentions a brand, their credit score drops immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, like I like I try if I try to if I click on CNN.com, the site won't even load for me. It straight up like gets mad at me for doing anything. And it's like, get, just get out. You, it, I'm crashing. And it's like, what? What? And it's like, cause every, that, every inch <laughs> the of their are website. down to the bone. Yeah. Dude, the ads, seriously. Like, They've so reached the market way, saturation. So I, I, fi- I was trying to figure out like what's going on here. So I, you know, so first thing you do is like disable an ad blocker. Okay. That works just fine. Obviously. 
and then you go from like piece by piece. You go, okay, I'm gonna enable the ad blocker, but I'm gonna disable this element. Cause like my ad blocker lets me like pick and choose the elements. It tells me what elements are blocking and then I can pick and choose if I want it to be visible. Do you use UMatrix? No, I use ad nauseum. Because um, oh, ad nauseum clicks on the links for you. So that way it's wasted money too. So it's just, it goes and <laughs> clicks on every single link just so it's wasting the money of the advertisers because fuck them for making ads. Like, <laughs> it's great. I love spite. Um, especially <laughs> programmatic spite. <laughs> How do I automate the, my uh, spite? <laughs> but yeah, like I was disabling stuff for CNN and like there's literally one of the elements is like the core of the page. It's like the body of the entire page itself. And I can't, if I disable it, then it lets then it forces me to see the ads on the sidebar and like there's no way i can take it away i can't like hyper i tried hyper focusing on the element like you can right click <laughs> and say like this is actually its own separate element get rid of this and i tried that but it doesn't it's still like kill, like apparently if it doesn't load that video or that video can't load properly then it just doesn't load the page and it's like what the fuck let's this? seep it all the way <laughs> like, down to the marrow <laughs> And that's I fine. Know, right? I, again, I just find a third-party app that has ads on it that lets me read news article sites, and then I block the ads on that third-party site. Problem <laughs> solved. The uh, it's just of course. It, it. I just spend a lot of time trying to get rid of ads. So when I see ads pop up and like I'm watching a YouTube video, I hear like, "Hey, have you heard of NordVPN?" And I'm like, "How did I get here? I paid a lot of money." And the reason, and that nice thing about YouTube Red is that when you pay for it, uh, your view counts more like to a creator uh they mm -hmm. can see a little cute little thing on their, their thing about how much money you specifically generated for them um and so that makes me feel you better about blocking ads you gave someone 0. 0.0000000 yeah 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 i not well the I, no that's not true it's... some some channels i do yeah. watch pretty frequently so i'm giving them by at least like a dollar um so there's your patreon subscription the uh <laughs> <Did> <laughs> what's it called the um but yeah Blood so it's funny it, it, i it's great to like run into ads and be like fuck man so so i had to like set i so i watched a couple of videos i watched like a bunch of videos from people i like that also do ads and uh i took time i took a note of how long it takes for those ads to play um or read out and in youtube app you can set how so you can double tap the left or right side of a video and skip a certain amount and youtube lets you customize how many seconds you want to skip for that and so <laughs> i didn't I even know that my, you could do that you can. yeah you could do that and so i set i set it so that i could I, I if i double tap it it skips the whole ad for almost any channel basically that's really and like funny. the most nice. i lose out on is like a couple of sentences in the beginning maybe you know like this is why and then it just starts after that and i'm like that's fine yeah. <laughs> like i'll take the risk <laughs> like it's Oh, when God. I'm tired at the I, end of a long day at work, I don't want to cook. So, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And that's why and the Matrix is trans. Finally, here we go. Now to <laughs> <Finally>. the content. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad somebody did it. Well, my favorite thing about YouTube ads is that they seem to really consistently uh, be filmed or recorded in some kind of context where there's like a massive overlay or a, they're in a different room with a new background or something has just changed visually so much that I can just pause the video and scrabble right after the ad and then skip to there. <laughs> like I can just, yeah. I can tell what part the ad is. It's like, Oh, it's right. Yeah. It's yeah. there. Okay. Bye. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gone. I'm 
Something about I would boxo <laughs> or sur surf something. Check out my new there. ball shaver. I'm like, bye. All right, here oh, we go. Oh no, those are the worst. Adam and Eve. Uh, <laughs> just fucking. Oh god. The list. Wait, used to listen, it, there, you know there was there was when I used an to Adam and Eve. Podcast, uh, and every single podcast was sponsored by Nature Box or Casper mattresses or Movement Watches. Yeah, I know because you've got a Nature nuts. Box. Yeah, well, I, I did like it for a while. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, it I, I li we we talked about this before. I tried to resubscribe to them like like a year or two ago, but only to find out that they literally had just stopped the entire subscription model entirely, and were just selling like hemp. <laughs> like they yeah. were just they were just selling like THC related products or something like that, and it's just like this isn't all right. Well, not what yeah, I was hoping straight, for. No doubt. <laughs> like they just they had their they had their new trend. <laughs> subscription boxes are out. This is it. Oh, they did. They? Uh, so, uh, they were. Oh, what was Nature Box? Yeah. Oh, you it was a monthly subscription of snacks. Mm. But there was like the gimmick of it being like I don't know if it was natural or healthy or both. I'm sure they were just kind of nice. They'd have like a bag of like mm -hmm. dried fruit, and they'd have like these like these like sesame sticks, like these baked honey sesame sticks that were just nice and like a bunch of different variations, and you just kind of like. Whenever you had, whenever you got stuff in your box, you would rate it, and so that would affect the, your future boxes. And they would like, because it was kind of supply and it was kind of supply based, where you kind of got somewhat randomized things, but you would uh, mm -hmm. say how much you liked different things, and that would change what you were getting each, each box, so that it wouldn't be as like it wouldn't fuck up. And the, it has to figure out like whether you prefer like sweet or savory as a preference and stuff like that. And it was just mm -hmm. like a nice little box of things to go through. It's uh it's that overpriced stuff that you get at a, that uh one of those like farmers markets basically, which is pretty much where I'd get it now. Like I know I know of a place where I can get uh, uh baked uh, they got baked onion chips and I'm like these are fucking great. I love this idea. This is great. Like, it does sound good. Cuz it's like it's it's onions that have the that are like it's like it's like it's like uh like they peel, they peel and and chop the onion. And then they bake it in this way where it has like kind of the consistency and like crunch and softness of like, I don't know, like Cheetos or something. But like, I don't like chips really. But like onion chips, fucking great. Onion, any, anything, honestly. <laughs> but like, that's like a specific thing where I'm like, this is a thing I didn't know I would like or even know to expect exist. But <laughs> it's a great idea and I love it. Or you're, and then like dried, yeah. dried pineapple rings and shit like that. Uh, pretty much, and uh, those were to big have, thing. and they're very computer desk friendly, like stuff to have, like on hand without having to to like. You can keep it in your in your office and not leave in the pantry areas and stuff with your roommates where they can vanish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it boxes these box things. These like box subscriptions were like super big in the uh, in like the mid two thousands. So like from two thousand ten to I would say like. I don't know. Geek box and stuff like that. 2015. Yeah, yeah, there was like a big, there's this huge big ordeal about like taking a bunch of shit from a bunch of shitty companies and putting it yeah. into a box and selling I, it to I somebody. Hate, I hated that trend. I hated it so it much. Was, it was, it, dude, it was not great because it was starting to get to the, it gets, so much like everything, uh, it gets to a point where everything's a fucking subscription box. 
So like every yeah. single goddamn thing is like you can get a box for this. It's a, it's a box. You like geeky stuff? Here's a box. You want food? Here's a box. Like every fucking thing bacon? was a box. Same. Yeah, you could get <laughs> monthly deliveries of bacon boxes where it's all bacon products ranging from bacon, <laughs> bacon spread, bacon cheese, bacon. Like I'm not joking. This was a yeah, real no, fucking thing. There was a bacon box. Yeah. Like, no, I, I think both of us were simultaneously subscribed to a Japan crate recently of like yeah. snacks and things. I can get behind I, yeah, it when it's I, food because then it goes away. I don't get the fucking I could not <laughs> comprehend people who fucking subscribed to like geek box and things because it's like and shit. it's just like, hi, are you the most boring kind of nerd on the planet? Can you be appealed to by just generalized nerd products? Here you go. <laughs> This Can month is Star Wars. This <laughs> month is Spider Man. This month is Walking Dead. And it's like, I isn't the whole point of being a nerd to have like specialized fucking interests and not just be like, yes, I enjoy nerd products. Please deliver them to me directly into my my nerd hole. I would like to have a <laughs> randomized collection of somebody else's interests on my counter. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like for a lot <laughs> on my counter. It was so bad that it gave me like a negative impression of literally just the concept of figurines. Just nerd box alone made me hate figurines as a concept. And like I, I more recently started like caving and getting figurines for things a little bit. And I have like a little, I have like a handful on my shelf. And it's like, oh, these are neat. It turns out when you really care about a really specific thing, having a little figurine just in your room that you just see sometimes is like that just kind of like is a plus in your life like it's just like you yeah, know be like happy photos. about things who the fuck wants like randomized funko pops from some random asshole that's like an overflow warehouse because not enough daryl figurines were sold this month so we put them in a box here you go it's like what the fuck yep. who who why <laughs> why was that figurines. popular yeah, no, it was seriously Would a lot like of it was Norman just Norman Reedus from Death so. Stranding or Norman Reedus from Walking Dead? We got both trying to tell them apart. It's, yeah, it's really, it was really fun reason, to see the kind of shit that apparently people didn't want to buy and then re, like repackaged and sold to people as like a mystery. Ooh. You didn't know what you were getting that month and it was junk. And, like, and, and, yeah, and you pay a like, premium for not knowing what you're getting. it's only it's uh, it's yeah, only one I, step removed from japanese gachapon garbage where it's like hi would you like oh, a fucking rathalos figurine too bad you gotta buy the randomized monster hunter box see how many pieces of trash you can get before you get the one you want then yep. throw them in the <laughs> no, garbage no. let's just accelerate this is this is apocalyptic accelerationism let's go <laughs> it's great but um, uh, the kids aren't into these days I, I definitely I was subscribed to like Lootbox for probably oh, I remember. Like two years. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actively uh, throwing shade. <laughs> oh no, I know. I still have all the figures. They're still I remember on the your shelf fucking Walking right Dead shit um, that I knew about, but you didn't. <laughs> that you had yeah. in your house. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck. I, I think I even had like a T-shirt of. Yeah, you uh, had a Negan shirt, and yeah. I'm like, you don't even know yeah. who that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, I subscribed to Curiosity Box, which was you know like three I'm, I'm currently writing three essays about Walking Dead. <laughs> My yeah, God, kill me! <laughs> but you, you, you come back a lot again because Walking I'd come Dead, back stronger. Because <laughs> we're all we're we're, we're we are already the Walking Dead. We're all infected. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, that's the plot of of walking dead 
everybody well every, that, well yeah, yeah. It's zombies but also like everybody's already infected oh. so if you if you die you become a zombie period oh i didn't know that yeah yeah if oh, you die right, in real right. life if you die in the game bit. you die in real life <laughs> No, in that's, wa- that's, in Walking uh, Dead, everyone turns into a zombie, no matter whether they were bit or not, unless you, uh, unless you specifically destroy the head. Mm. To the point where there's even a plot James point where there's a bunch of heads on spikes, and because they're not, the brains aren't destroyed, they're still like trying to zombie bite from their little. Posts. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they were all major characters, <laughs> so it was like, oh no. Let me guess. That makes it even cooler. End, it's at the end of. In some ways, season. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's the increasing escalation of how to introduce the new big big bad. Is you're like, well, this one killed a bunch of major characters and all their heads are on spikes. Fuck you! It's like, oh, the next one is gonna destroy the entire world. <laughs> no, the next one's capitalism. Specifically <laughs> okay, neoliberalism. That's what I said. Specifically, the next that's villain is said. neoliberalism. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think. <laughs> so yeah, I guess people... that is the most apocalyptic thing in the world. <laughs> it is literally so going is to it... kill us all. So do people like, uh, do people like kill themselves and then destroy a colony from the inside out? I mean, they're not super zombies, but yes. Well, no, but like if you die, you turn into a zombie. Yeah. And if you do it in the middle of the night in a safe area where people aren't expecting a zombie to just oh, yeah, wake no, that, up. That, there is a, the there's a reoccurring plot like, point related to that. Like in a... Was it back during the jail storyline? There was a part where there was a pandemic. There was there was a disease ripping through them, and so, and when somebody died, ended up dying of it, they started just going after everybody in the sick ward. Uh, in Fear the Walking Dead, there's a part where they're all they're trapped in an area that's running out of air, and the first people that die start turning into zombies and eating the people that are passed out that aren't dead yet. Uh, is, oh. a, is a recurring thing. And then uh, one, what's okay. her name? Um, I don't remember her name. No, but her but name is. when the actress that that stars in Star Trek Discovery as the lead actor as the lead actress of the whole show was going to leave, she had to leave Walking Dead to go be in Star Trek Discovery. So she was in a hostage transfer, but she literally killed herself so she couldn't be used as like they're transferring her in a coffin, and she killed herself so she couldn't be used as a as a hostage as a, like a bargaining chip. And then she came out of the coffin as a zombie and and uh, and started biting at people when they were because they weren't ready for it. That's that's Which what I'm talking about. That's what I was expecting. That's go. pretty. I love that idea. I love the Trojan horse zombification suicide. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a um, fucking move to have. Yeah, that's that's like that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty next. That's pretty top tier. That's some Andrew level spite right there. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> if I was, if someone was going to kidnap me, I'd be like, oof. Good luck. Good luck with whatever comes out after when you open this door. Uh, yeah. like... over, over, the, over the course of 32 volumes and 11 seasons, they explore all the variations. There's a, there's a guy that's, that's bitten by a zombie and then he feeds himself to cannibals. Uh, wait a second. There's an enemy group of cannibals and he, and he, he, he lets them, uh, he lets them cook and eat his leg and stuff, but he's like, he's already been infected by, he's like, that's right, boys. I'm spoiled meat. <laughs> well, oh, that's, that's fucking cool. Bonkers. <laughs> and it, that's and great. The, well, that, the, I would the comic also is, probably The comic is that. so much better than the, than the show. I almost said the anime. It, the comic's so much better than the show, but every now and then the show <laughs> manages to recreate it. And every now and then they do something clever, but usually they just are recreating it, but worse. Especially since they try to recreate the same storylines, but all, but they have none of the same characters, because 
not only did they slightly change certain things here and there, but also like early on in the show, I think it was, I think the show was made by the guy that made the wire. And so a bunch of actors from the wire were on the show, but then they fired the guy that made the wire and then all the actors wanted to leave the show. So half the main actors were almost immediately had to be killed off in like season two and three, basically, uh, which is own train wreck. And then there's just been a recurring thing now where like the show is so old and all the actors keep changing all the time. So like that, like that, that actress went off to ple- to be in Star Trek. Uh, the guy that played Heath went off to be in the 24 reboot as the protagonist of that. Uh, Rick just wants to fucking oh, go home and see 24? his. No, it already got canceled. I think. Uh, oh. uh, Rick just wanted to go home to his family in Australia and stop starring in this show for a decade. So he let he left the show. Uh, Michonne's played by the actress from the Marvel movies. That's the like the second in command under Black Panther, and like she she has like a career going places. So she wanted off the show. Uh, the actress that plays Maggie. Uh, she went off to be the the lead actress in like a some shitty looking crime procedural that looks just like just made for boomers. I just I like when I Google it. I'm like, this is a, is this a parody? These really these they're still making these, huh? Uh, and so like she was so she was gone abruptly for like a se- a season and a half till suddenly she came back out of nowhere and just the story is like snapping over the over the knee of the of the reality of having to keep actors on a show for this long. It actively breaks the story all the time. It's a train wreck. And I, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch how stupid that gets. <clears throat> you say that, and you've said this before. Uh, it sounds to me like you're trying to justify the... It's it's kind of a sunk cost fallacy. I, I mean, Keith, I, Keith. I mean, Zero Escape, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I enjoy engaging with bad things and enjoying Fair. the bizarreness of how much of a fucking wreck it is and just getting the story out of the whole thing. Like, the sheer chronicle of reasons they've lost, lost actors over the years to the point where the, the two main actors and, like, most... The fan-favorite characters that are also, like, the people sticking through the whole show... Uh, and also are going to be like in a spinoff eventually are Daryl Dixon, a character they made up that didn't exist in the comics at all. And uh, Carol, the uh, the battered housewife character that feeds herself to a zombie on purpose and, sa- and saying the line like, oh, so you do love me after uh, Rick and Lori refuse oh, no. to let her in- into like get into a polyamorous re- relationship with her. <laughs> Like, oh, no. oh, if nobody will love me, then I'm just going to feed myself to the zombie. And then that's how she dies. And like, she's the most, she's like the most beloved character in the entire show. And she isn't that person even remotely. But like, that's who Carol is. If anyone didn't fucking know, like, that's so fucking weird that she's that she's the character she is now in the show. Because it doesn't make it like actively doesn't make sense. And it's kind of great. Mm. and like those are the main characters of the whole thing one of my favorite developments recently is that they have to do the uh the commonwealth storyline and it's really important to the story to have a character who is a lawyer and the whole point of this part i are just deep into spoilers at this point it's too late to even warn people <laughs> but like at this oh. point in the narrative it's supposed this is supposed to be the part where michonne is tempted to return to the old life and be like oh see isn't the old world good don't you want it back and it's like, here's this place where you can be a lawyer again instead of a zombie slayer. You can finally hang up that that big katana you've been using. And oh my god, your so the members of your family, I think it's our children, are like, they're alive. They've been alive this whole time and they've been living here. Don't you want to just go back to the old days? And, and she's supposed to be like really seductive to like want to go 
and give in to like how this place works and like accept uh, and accept all of it, the faults of the old world in the in a desperate attempt to like recreate it and uh, that's supposed mm-hmm. to be like the whole point but michonne left the show in like a horrible story breaking way like like rick is presumed dead by everybody they have a they have a uh, the two of them had a daughter together and the adopt and and the half daughter because there's the da- the daughter that Rick had with Lori. So Rick has two kids, but he he he's excused and that he's supposedly dead, even though he's not because he's he's going to be in movies and shit. And I don't know how they're going to explain that. It's going to be bad. That's that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Michonne just up and leaves. Like I think she vague she hears vague information that somebody she cares about might be out there somewhere, and she has to go find them. And it's like. Ma'am, you are a single mother who has two children that are very young in the zombie apocalypse, and you're just gonna get up and leave? It's like it's like they had no choice; they have to figure out how to get rid of Michonne. But also, like they're, they they keep hedging their bets with all their most important characters, like Maggie and Rick and Michonne, by never killing them when they leave the show. They always like, oh, they're off somewhere else now. Uh, maybe they'll come back, and it paid off with Maggie because she did come back because her show got canceled. But like. It's a horrible way to set the story because it means that you ha- you break the characters by having them in, in Michonne's case, especially just willingly leave. Although Maggie's was pretty bad, too. She was like, I'm pretty sure she was literally pregnant or had a toddler and just left into the into the apocalypse alone. And I'm like, excuse me, she did what? Uh, like Michonne just fucking takes off and she's just gone. And and it's like so like they did it. So just because she. Uh, like first of all, because Carl and Carl's dead and Rick is 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 presumed dead, the show had to do a multi-year time skip just to age up their, uh, Judith, their daughter, just so she could be a character with agency and lines and stuff, so that they're still like as a Grimes legacy at the core of the show. Otherwise, like it, that it, like the story breaks a bit. But also, they uh, what is it? Uh, they had to like co- suddenly like retcon like Yumiko, a, a random character uh to be a lawyer all of a sudden so you're like so, so like it's it's one of the most fascinating things about the weird train wreck of walking dead is that you'll get to these storylines where they just recreate the old storyline even though none of the same people are there so like they're hmm. they're meeting with the commonwealth and they're interfacing with the with their society in a way similar to what happened in the comics but the entire group of people in the group are people who like most of them are people who just literally weren't alive uh at at that point in the comics they'd already died and those that hadn't already died uh, are replaced by uh like people who just like aren't acting as themselves like yumiko is just suddenly a lawyer because she just has to do literally michonne's entire storyline in her place because that's how they adapt the thing so it's like and like that's not new that has been literally every season of the entire show is like we're gonna try to recreate the old storyline but no, the not the same people didn't do the same thing so either we're going to break the story by having so, the same person do the same thing despite all the context being different now or we're going to just have like somebody else do it doesn't just be like fuck it like we just we just we just got to make this work at some point like this this happened like as, as early as like season three where like the the uh they had this bizarreness where like michonne really spitefully hunted down the governor's daughter and 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 killed her she was already a zombie but like specifically like the the, the governor was keeping her, it, her 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 makes it his, more spiteful well yeah the, the governor was keeping his zombified daughter locked up in in his uh office because, like not letting go that that whole thing 
and Michonne like came mm-hmm. in and murdered her and that sparks like a whole war. But like the whole context where Michonne is like captured and assaulted and so on is like completely cut from the storyline. So all of her motivation to be so bizarrely spiteful is gone. And in the context of the show, she just joined Rick's group and they don't trust her. So her running off to do a random spiteful act without them run, leaving them the moment they enter the gates would be incredibly suspect. Starting a war with what she does would be like grounds to immediately get rid of her. But she's like one of the main characters. So she's like in the rest of the show and they just don't care. They just don't reconcile how broken the story is as a result. Like it's so back and forth. It's so messy and weird and nuts. And I just, I can't, I can't look away. And now there's three shows. But that's not what you're writing the, uh, no, wait, you said you were writing three essays on on the show? (laughs) (laughs) I know one one of the themes. It's always dangerous to say these things, obviously, because I've mentioned a bunch of other things I keep trying to write and it's all back and forth of which which things are abandoned and which things are just things I need to like finish reading something else for first. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm currently reading, uh, I'm trying to get caught up on the next two Witcher books before I watch season two of the show, because I have this thing I want to talk about with uh, with stoicism and toxic masculinity and so on. But then I can't like, well, I think I could talk about it. I'm not comfortable uh, putting my my neck out there that much uh, as far as like how right I am or I'm not without like getting caught up on the relevant stuff that most people have seen right now. Cause like, I'm, I'm just, mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, just from the beginning of the, uh, the first like serialized story i'm just like oh this is really interesting i bet i could write about this but it's like but now i've got to like do my due diligence which is the worst fucking thing it's like how i it's like how <laughs> well, i like clog- due diligence it's like i'm well it's like i'm getting clogged <laughs> up with like trying to research so many different topics related to lgbt issues and stuff like that for the b stars thing while also rereading the entire comic so far while putting like highlighter like tabs and like bookmark tabs to, on, on the pages for for various topics to try to like chronicle examples of things and so on and it's just like oh my fucking god this is it's <laughs> and it'll never be enough i'll always i'll still fuck something up like it's just a whole thing and like i've got mm-hmm. my the yeah. squid game series the squid game thing and i've got other stuff going on and it's just too many things but uh too many at this, things. At the, I, but i was writing a thing about walking dead and it split into the real essay about walking dead and one that's just called unhinged rambling that's just or unhinged (laughs) ranting that's just me just all the things that i keep wanting to talk about about walking dead but don't actually fit the thesis of what i'm discussing at all so it's just it's just ranting about all the dumb bullshit basically because that is just cathartic in its own right but that's like more of a weird side review rant thing and not like the original topic which is about how like walking dead hits differently in COVID years. And here's all these weird parallels between, uh, between COVID and the walking dead and, and, uh, the villains of real life versus the villains of the show and elements like that. Uh, which, and which character is Biden and stuff like that. Uh, but then that started going to political things where I'm just like, Oh, isn't it interesting how nobody uses money in this universe? What was that? What, what, what kind of like deeper ideologies does the show have? And it's like, okay, but that's a new topic. I can't like, just transition <laughs> from the covid shit to that <laughs> and so it's like there's just a whole but, different thing because like there's a whole thing about how like the walking dead is i, I always because I, my my discussions of walking dead have evolved over the years over many podcasts <laughs> like i keep going on to these on these rants about the show over the years 
And one of the things that I, one of the first things I always said was cool about the comic was that Rick uh, wakes up in a hospital and the apocalypse already happened. And he just has to like figure out what to do and what to go what and what's going on. And like there is like the the usual first encounter with zombies type stuff, but he but he doesn't witness the actual outbreak happening happen. And you never do like you never get to see somebody else. You never like the show doesn't like flash back to it or, anything, or the comic doesn't flash back to it. Like it's just like no, the apocalypse already happened. Rick meets up with Rick. Eventually finds like his wife and other people out in this encampment outside of of, of the city. And then just trying to figure out what to do next, but it's been like weeks. Uh, isn't isn't there like a, a maybe maybe an influence from Twenty Eight Days Later, or is it Twenty Eight Days Later, or is it the other one? I don't know if that was out yet or not. But also, like Twenty Eight Days Later was this weird thing where like everybody like I, well, you definitely see the outbreak of Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, do you? Like, oh, you literally I see how it, it happens. There is environmental oh, okay, okay. environmentalists or something were like breaking into like a monkey lab. And oh, then right, right, and right. get infected yeah. and so on, uh, but yeah, that guy does wake up in a hospital. But and also happens in Resident Evil, which we point. I, we were like, oh my god, did they steal this from Walking? Did Walking Dead steal this from Resident Evil? Because like, for as long as Walking Dead has been running, the Resident Evil movie actually happened like a year earlier, and 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 it ends with uh, Alice waking up in a hospital, and Raccoon City's already been ravaged by the uh, the apocalypse, and it's just empty, which is a really great ending to that movie. But uh, specifically, it's not just that he misses the apocalypse in the way that, in a similar way to like how no one really remembers exactly when COVID started. Like one of the one of the one of the startling. Why do you say that? Well, because like, like like the moment where you specifically like there's no 9-11 moment. We're like, where were you when it's like, no, like there's a weird creeping dread in the background and you mostly ignored it at the beginning because you didn't think it was actually it wasn't clear that it was even going to be like a wider problem to the point where like mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that's like farcical about its name is not not farcical, but like like a thing to remember all the time to remind yourself of is it's called COVID-19 because it's from 2019, you know, not mm -hmm. the year people yeah. think of as the COVID year in the first place, <laughs> like because there was that creeping thing and like and then there was just suddenly like the day. Or the week when suddenly everyone's buying toilet paper and shit, and there's long lines at all the at all the food places that sell canned food and things like that. And suddenly it's like this sort of like building thing, like where you're not really sure when it happened. And then there's the waves of bargaining with yourself and thinking about like how long it's going to be, or like is this still gonna be COVID on my birthday and stuff like that. And just the <laughs> yeah. slow creeping realization of how long it's going to be to the point where now when you watch Dear White People. They have flashes. They have like uh, they have scenes that take place in the future where everyone has like stylized masks because it's just fully become part of culture and society. And it's just like people are becoming to terms with the idea of it being the forever disease and so on. And it's like it's like, oh, Walking Dead, the fucking like stages of denial and acceptance and so on. Thinking like, mm. oh, we just, we just got to outlive this. The military is coming or the CDC is going to have the answer. We just got to survive in this encampment. And then eventually there's the waves of like, no, we need a more permanent solution. We, need, we, we can we can we can hold out in this prison for way longer. And then it's like, no, we, we need we get, we get like then you get to the Alexandria arc where it's like, no, we need like walled housing areas and like farms and future planning and like this is the long haul to the point where the at the end of walking dead they have a flash forward 25 years into the future into 20 into 2033 where like it's gener like generations are passing 
like the zombies are still around like it's not gone it's different it's manageable it's it's society society was fundamentally reorganized by this event and so on it's like there's just there's things to Wait, go did, on there didn't is it like a thing in the air is the disease <clears throat> is the zombie disease explained. something that's in the so like new like everybody now from from whatever point on everyone now on the planet will always turn into a zombie when they die yeah in fact that's the uh, so even like that's new the, generations that's the most brutal thing about the entire like development there is the uh if you if it's just zombies and they just infect you by biting you it's like beatable there's like an end goal yeah that you can achieve yeah, a, you can but in this set that. in this setting you see the kind of like like the, i like I, I hated walking dead world beyond i only made it like halfway through one episode and i I might force myself to get through it, but I'm like, this is so fucking boring. These fucking teenage girls are just so underdeveloped and they're not interesting. And they're the protagonists of the show. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, ch child actor stuff. You're like, oh, no. It's like, this isn't sex education. That means it's bad. Uh, the uh, That show's really good. Wait, what? Sex education is just a really good show. Uh, oh, okay. But the... Uh, um. But like with the a, de a really interesting detail is that it, it takes place in the Commonwealth, which is the neoliberal nightmare place that's from the end of the main story. Uh, but it's from the perspective of the, of the inside of that society. And there's like really interesting details, like how like their apartments have specialized doors that are specifically meant to contain zombies inside the apartment. So if people die unexpectedly, which happens all the time in a society, like it's a basic realistic thing you'd have to grapple with is you'd have to create specialized anti-zombie doors so that people can like visit people's houses and check in on people and so on without being like like killed in the Suddenly process zombie. and spreading virus yeah and, you, yeah, and, then, and then, then things go badly it's like oh right you wouldn't just let that surprise keep happening you would literally like reorganize your society around the problem and like those details are super fucking interesting about that setting yeah that's a really cool world building. Also, social distancing sort of is just built right in. You gotta be out of arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that sort of um, those sort of challenges to making a world is definitely the, for me, the the coolest thing about thinking of new worlds, the the, the oh, nitty gritty yeah. of building up that that uh, building a, a story around that is is really difficult. But How do people obviously do that's things? what makes. Sorry, by dying. Oh no. How do people do things or why do people do things? Well, it's the question of how do people do things in the setting. Oh, right, That's right, That's the right. world yeah, building. Yeah. yeah. That is That's the why. logistics that goes into every element of how you build the world and a story and things. I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just thinking of like how that's always much like how the, the stupid plot in, um, Death Stranding is like, you know, when people die, they turn into nukes or whatever. Um, they may, they do nothing with that though. <laughs> that, that they, training well, doesn't do anything. I mean, well, they, death they, training does that and that you can't kill yeah. people. Yeah. It just does. As somebody so who tried people, to com do 100% complete the entire game and got every achievement and everything. Uh, yeah. Eventually you're like, we gotta, we, we gotta deal with these fucking mules and you're like, Oh shit. I shot everyone with bullets. <laughs> that wasn't. They're not tranquilized. I just killed like 10 people. 
I need to load all these bodies into a fucking truck. Like, you can't just leave. You're like, oh, fuck, the skulls everywhere. That's bad. This place is going to explode. <laughs> like, there's going to be a massive void out crater in the middle of an important. I'm so fucked. I need to, I need to haul them that's all to why... an incinerator. That's why I thought it wasn't going to do anything with it. Uh, or we didn't do anything with it because, well, you took care of that. I think it blew, uh, you got it, a few craters. Every once in a while. No, I never got a single crater the entire game because I also never died. Uh, but no, that happened mm. off camera after the series was over. There's nothing to remember. Mm-hmm. That was just that the, was just uh, when yeah, I was um, completing the game after I beat it, just for in my in my free time, which I also I also did with Ghost of Tsushima. But that, just, that's just that kind open of worlds. That kind of premise, the idea that you can, uh, or that like death is, um, what you call it? De- death has a result that is like immensely impactful to society is like i feel like those situations kind of are dead ends you 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 can't create a society with those kind of requirements because like a like death stranding takes it's why everyone's spread out into a separate bunker and they and they amazon delivery everything in their life well yeah 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 but i'm saying like death stranding Mm. takes us to like an extreme that they're like you basically have to combine orwellian society with like I don't like doomer mentality. Like everyone just has to be like hiding in bunkers, but the government's like watching you very closely because you're a nuke. Like, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's really weird, but you think about it. Like, even if so, you know, again, we move on as a society, we do it. Like we start to finally branch out or whatever you like, you can never do that again. Like you can never have a normal society because you are a fucking bomb. If you like, I don't know, you pee on someone's foot and they turn around and stab you in the throat, like you better make don't, I don't, don't incinerators like foot. around every block because like what you're going to need to like hoof that body before it just turns your entire town into nothing. Um, Walking Dead obviously isn't as cataclysmic about it because you just turn into a zombie, which yeah. is but I also, I also you're just turning a pass because it's an intensely metaphorical setting. <laughs> Well, again, yeah, yeah, it's cartoonish. It's, like it's, that's what I'm it's saying. It's very non-literal in its premise. Yeah, you can't you can't like look at Death Stranding as an example because it's too outrageous. Um, <laughs> but the uh, well, like you know, like seriously, it, yeah, yeah. it is ridiculous that the United States even exists in that in that game. Yeah, like the idea that like 300 and what 50 million nuclear bombs go off on the United States and like it just do- it still has a lot of land mass. Don't don't lie to me, Chief. Like, not only would, like, the Yosemite volcano have gone off, like, seven times already, but, like, it's just... Is it it's really not... that prickly, the Yosemite uh, volcano? If you launched, like, fucking 100 nukes in it, yeah, I bet it would go <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> who's going to it's... die to the Yosemite volcano to launch 100 I, nukes in there? I'm trying to I'm remember that, that if... setting now. Wasn't there lore that, like, Timefall shrank the United States? Like, it's smaller now or oh, something? No. I think there's, like, Probably. some really weird shit going on so in they, that story. So they can explain the fact that the world is not real real size. No, the they can explain yeah. the fact that you, like, travel between one into the other and it doesn't take I you, know, like, two I know. years. Yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> Oh, they don't yeah, need sorry. to. They don't need to explain that. We've been playing Elder Scrolls since forever. <laughs> we know that video games are weird. It's, I just thought it was like, implied so again, that off camera you covered a lot of ground between the zones. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I guess not. Yeah, that's it. The entire United um, States is those three maps. The uh, what's it called? So that, very few you, people you have to, in the United you States. You can't like take those uh into account because they're too extreme. They can't happen. But like Walking Dead is like it's semi plausible. Like imagine. You know, like you could take the over worst as an kind example. Of plausible. Um, 
yeah you imagine that like once someone gets infected they have to be quarantined and like that's a lot of work to do especially since people aren't like proactive about their own failure like no one's going to be going out of their way to be like oh i've got covid i want to go sit in an airtight room where no one's allowed to hang out or see with me and i just get treated like some kind of outcast sounds like fun guys (laughs) like why don't they do that they should do that that sounds like a thing uh, that people should do Look, I, we can't even get people to agree not to cut in line for things that are free. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think we, I don't think there's hope in this. I don't think there's, the species has no hope. But the point is, is that in that kind of environment, I imagine it's very difficult for a society to function. Because, like, if you, if you die in your sleep and you, you die just, for real, I, you like wake up dead as a zombie, and, um. And you like, I don't know, like say you eat your partner that's laying next to you or whatever, and they turn into a zombie. And now you got two zombies. Like <laughs> someone's got to notice that. Uh, like how how many people potentially die before it's noticed that there are zombies hanging out in your neighborhood kind of deal? Like how long if there was a, a if that could happen here, how long would it take before I noticed that? there were zombies in my neighborhood you know like what i have zombies to wait until my I neighbors, to... but literally yeah would i need to wait until like i went to my car and then i'd be like oh that's a lot of people hanging around my front door maybe i should see With what they want outstretched. or yeah or do i <laughs> or is it like a subtle thing like i'll hear about it on the news and be like oh man that's crazy i can't believe someone turned into a zombie um like how what would the impact be of that because it seems like you could never make a society that's even remotely as efficient as our own currently. Like, I, I don't know. How well, would, it depends like, on what it, it has to be efficient at doing. Like, everyone's got to work from home, first of all. Like, I, there's no <laughs> way you guys are, like, hanging out with each other. What if you have a heart attack? Is there, like, are there police at every corner ready, ready to, like, take out zombies in the event somebody, no, like, topples over? Like, don't, no police. If there's a if police, what, police what are you kills more do? people. Dude, if a zombie just—if imagine you're buying a cup of noodles at your fucking convenience store, and the guy behind the cash register like falls over having a a heart attack, he dies. He wakes up into a zombie. What do you just have guns on you all the time? No, you're gonna be like, well, fuck. Now I got a a zombie. You could have like an alarm system in your art or something to be like, this person has died. Please evacuate the premises. Yeah, like some kind of weird dystopian society. Everybody where like, has alert. a chip in the their user. brain that explodes if their yeah. heart stops. Yeah, it's, or, there you or, go. That, that could works. be a thing. That's yeah. intense. It'd be a, it'd be like a bummer that. for people with uh, with heart palpitations, but you know. <laughs> no, no. So it, I, I would say you would obviously need to set like a uh, a limit here. Like Good old it, heart if, explode bummer. <laughs> Well, because, like, how long does it take between dying and zombification? It's, like, a few minutes, right? Like, you don't it's just bit. wake up. You don't, yeah, you don't just, like, die, and it's like, hey, guys. And it's like, oh, shit, that was okay, quick. Okay, okay, so um, there's some leeway it's, it's, then. It's whatever amount of time yeah. makes the scene better. <laughs> okay, so that's perfect. So uh, so you could set <laughs> remove it. Remove all cameras. Just, yeah, just remove yeah. it. Just set it so that way if the person dies. The real enemy is the I audience. I would say, like, dramatic <laughs> tension's, like, at what, at minimum a minute 30? Like it's not going to go on longer than that. So how how long did the CPR scene happen with Charlie and Lost? That's that's how long the dramatic tension is. (laughs) Like it it can't be shorter than that. It's not like you're going to have like a 30 second dramatic scene. That's really boring. Um, You want to build tension. So like a minute 30 is what you'd set the bomb to go off in. And then that's fine. They would be like there. They'd be dead, obviously. And then boom, their brain goes up. That's not great. 
it's not a great solution because like now you got to hire someone to come clean up everyone's having a bad time but you can't do that also that like if you die next sitting or laying next to somebody else you get collateral damage and it's a pain it's well i mean you're gonna die death to us part yeah Yeah. there you go yeah Yeah, you signed you signed your contract you know what you signed (laughs) up for um (laughs) till death blows apart or like is that in it is that is that part of a marriage certificate is that like part of the rules like of do you... zom- in zombie world no no no, no. Like, just in real life. it's definitely is... not part of the rules you can get like, a divorce can, can, some, right. can someone argue that as being, i'm sure people like, tried for a version of that at some point where like when the man dies the woman is buried with him like a pharaoh <laughs> like his cat <laughs> i no, yeah. no. The, the obviously the idea is that like when one of us dies and the the uh, the contract is null, it's not like you're stuck with the person <laughs> after they die. Um, no, literally. <laughs> I just meant I meant Get like could you argue like that? Could you argue that person's dead to you and thus the marriage is nullified? <laughs> no, because the dead to you is like it's it's, it's arguing divorces. Uh, arguing death about do us part. You are dead personal, to me. So personal death has reality. done this part. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I like those. I like those situations or I like those uh, uh, thinking about those scenarios of like the kind of uh, world like you couldn't you can never go back to society again because the because death is too impactful to society in a way that it is. It isn't now like people can die and it doesn't matter. But like if people die in the walking dead world, it matters. People die in the death stranding world. It matters. Um, it was like this weird sense of community involved with it where like, you really need to know all the people and like where they are. And if you don't see like grandma Jones come out of her house in like eight hours, you need to like go and fucking check on grandma Jones. Like it's those kind of things. Uh, I I don't know. There's like some kind of story, this, this element that everyone matters and everyone contributes, but it's also like, there's there's not this obsession over whether or not people like are valuable as individuals and so on. That's a that's a whole kind of political conversation I don't <laughs> want to think about with zombies. But I think uh, uh, but I do like the yeah, I like the community ness. I like the, the like, yeah, I do think everyone matters in that sense because everyone everyone basically is holding a gun to each other's head. Where it's like, <laughs> if I go out, I can take you with me. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very. uh I don't know. I don't know what to call that. What do you, how do you, what kind of, how do you describe that kind of community? Like, I a, think that's, I mean, if you, for, if you interpret it that <laughs> yeah. way, I think it's called mutually assured destruction, but I don't think that's perfect. The, there you go. I don't think that's the, the point of that storytelling. I think that's a, yeah. that's a, it's a beautiful story is, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh. I also just like, I, I watched don't look up, uh, the other day. I was going to say, I was going to say, cause, um, before i was gonna say that um i watched don't look up as well oh wow i'm go, behind go, go right ahead oh you are no okay. no I, I mean it's just the i there's something about um it i don't know it's just like when i was thinking about uh thinking about it it just was like a thing about that movie it's more of like a well uh what, no what is yeah it's like what is the yeah i guess it's everything's a spoiler Anyways, the uh, there movies <laughs> like that where mm-hmm. there is uh, fundamental changes to society and the way that death works in a society. Um, I always think those are fun. I I try to find stories like that, but they're often not really interesting. Like the plot is almost rarely interesting. Um, but I think that's 
me because I don't care much about human drama. So it tends to be oh, like those kind of stories tend to be focused a lot on the human drama. Ew, and I'm more just interested in the yeah. world. It's well, it's just like I a lot of times and most stories I'm more in I'm more enamored or encapsulated by the world than I am in the people in the world. Because like the people are in the world, they're kind of just like, eh, whatever. Like they're not they're not as interesting. They're they're there to usually serve some kind of purpose to like either tell me something or to be just like a an, an emotion creator. But I like I really want to know about the like how a world works that you've created. Like you look at a city and like how does a city run? How do you know like what is its values? What is its uh day to day? What is its economy? How does it make its money? How does it lose its money? Like. All those things are interesting to me. And then when you have people where it's like, let me tell you about my philosophy. No, I don't care. It's not important. It's like, I don't stop. Tell me about your sewage system and how. Exactly. Yeah. How did you, how did you guys solve this kind of problem? Did you solve this problem? Do you know this is a problem? Oh God, you don't know this is a problem yet. Oh boy. Like, but yeah, like you look at, watch a medieval movie and you're like, oh no, no, you guys don't have any knowledge of problems. Do you? You're just all (laughs) living in some kind of, uh, funny utopia where no one's smart enough to know there's problems this boy, is have I, boy, have I got, boy have i got news about sewage <laughs> yeah Ooh, um, just you wait <laughs> it's i don't know it's fun uh i i like, so I like here's what ha- here's the bad that happens when you get a bunch of people together and they have to live in one space they poop a lot they, it, they all poop in the they, same water they, you drink from they for won't some stop for some reason <laughs> they just never do Sometimes I, they pee, but usually that's poop. like the what is it dumb fact of uh sometimes the they Parliament. pee, but usually I think they do. I think they most people pee more. Do you yeah, have news, do you have news for more. me? Hey, I'm not a, an urbanist. Okay, I don't understand. You're not an urbanist. Uh, people tend to starve more than they uh, are dehydrated, so most people will pee more I, than they eat. I think people yeah. are dehydrated way more. No. Yes. Like oh. a reoccurring problem with people that are complete that have no excuse. They're they're dehydrated anyway all the time because you don't drink enough. Also, it happens way faster. Yeah, like my I, I my glass is is empty now, so I'm dehydrating. It can take like a month to starve to death. Oh yeah, it's yeah. That's the that's one of my absolute pet peeves. Is you're people not, be you're like, be oh, we're stuck every in day. here. We're gonna starve to death, and I'm like, no. No, you're not. No, there's it's several other thirst. problems that come first. Yes. One of them is getting bored. Even if you have water, you are. it's really bad being stuck in a place that is close. No, it's not. That's, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, Dude, those people can't, it's, they can't do anything. They're stuck with you. Andrew's here yeah, like, just, what, have you guys been having a bad year or something? <laughs> I, you guys should. You, guys, you know what you should do? The moment, like, if you're stuck in an elevator. If right now you're listening to this and you're stuck in an elevator, here's my, here's my pro out. tip. Start dancing really obnoxiously, like tap dancing level, because there is nothing that brings an entire community together than hate. And if they all hate you, then they won't be busy panicking. And you could be a savior once the fire department comes and throws a cool axe into your uh, elevator door and pries it open. So I'm telling you, I don't know where this is going. Pro pro tip. (laughs) You want to survive being trapped in a closed place with people. You need to make them all band together. To hate you and not panic and freak out because otherwise they'll waste all your oxygen very andrew in a, in a nutshell i don't know where this is going <laughs> so you mean that what people who hate something panic less yeah because they're instead of being scared 
and hyperventilating and freaking out about their situation. They're busy being annoyed that you exist. They're like, okay, look, I want to be scared that I'm stuck in an elevator that I might potentially die, but could you fucking stop tap dancing? No one's here for that. We're all (laughs) stuck here with you. And like suddenly, the fear's gone. Now it's just anger. And you can stop anger, you just stop tap dancing. And then when people start panicking, you you start tap dancing. You can control the rhythm of the room. (laughs) Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Now I don't think you've put this theory to the test, Andrew. I, I think you're talking out of your <laughs> that would involve your posterior. People. Why would he the do only that? Time in... I've, the only time I've ever been trapped in an elevator, it was because I brought a mattress into the elevator. And so I was already set. Uh-huh. I didn't need anything else. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let me get this straight. You brought Additional a mattress questions. into an elevator. I assume not a freight yeah. elevator, otherwise it probably wouldn't get stuck. No, you got no, it was a, a commercial elevator, like a standard user elevator. Okay, yeah, you got standard yourself stuck. user elevator. You yeah. got yourself stuck, and then you started tap dancing as a means of no, fixing no, no, the I already, no, no, I already, no, I he was, was already alone, alone in the elevator. Yeah, he'd already yeah, seen, had, he'd already I won. Had, he could have yeah, just done, he could have just lived the rest of his life in that elevator. Yeah, it would have been almost dead. <laughs> some say i'm still living there to this day the uh hey. no no i'm saying that if you're uh um uh, i have been trapped in elevators with people and alone and obviously alone is the best possible choice because it's just you you can't mm-hmm. you're not going to ruin it for yourself it's the dream and uh yeah oh, but so, with oh other you people, are, if you've had a lot of coffee oh you can ruin it for yourself all right <laughs> how anxiety is a real thing uh, that's what how? i was gonna say about about uh don't look up is I did the, not he, choose the right time to watch it. Turns out the thing. a liter and a half of energy drinks in that day makes you not want to sleep and also panic attack. Oh, it's a strong <laughs> that reaction. Seems, yeah, that doesn't seem well, good. Well, well, mo- yeah. Well, make sure you don't take too much coffee, Keith, when you watch Don't Look Up. Is it actually good? I heard basically uh, I, nothing about it. I just saw one ad for it, and by an ad, I mean it's a all made. It's all made. <laughs> I didn't. What? I didn't uh, like the message, um, but for specific reasons that need to be spoiled. If I, womp womp. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't particularly like it myself for a couple of reasons. Um, I thought they did a pretty bad job of conveying the message, as well. I didn't. But it's well made. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was definitely a well made movie. All yeah, it looks like good. It's very uh, obvious. Like that they know what they're doing. Yeah, it, it looks good. It's like there's a lot of good shots and a lot of good. Uh, you know, cinematic moments or whatever. Cinematography is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's not a. It, the story's bad. The message is bad. The like that the vehicle like a resounding that they put recommendation. <laughs> yeah, like the vehicle they put it all in is bad. The actors are bad. This, like this all sounds of it's completely bad. worth it's just, stopping my JoJo okay. watch for. I don't know. I, I thought, think Leonardo DiCaprio looks bad. I think he's a bad looking dude. Um. And I that also were, think, I like, think that works he, in, in the favor of the movie, honestly. I also don't think he's a good actor. Like, I don't personally like him as an actor. Uh, mm. He just, I, I think they put him in a lot of emotional stuff because of like Titanic or something. But like, he's, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> they at like that. to put it, him in things like, where he yells. Yeah, yeah, he's a very yelly guy, he's and a, like, he's, it's he's fine the guy and, whom she yells. He's fine and all, I guess, at yelling. He can yell like anybody else, but it's just... Like I don't know. nobody it's, else, you mean? No, he can yell like anybody else. It's pretty much standard flair yelling. It's not like he's doing <laughs> something Completely different. mundane oh, yeah, yelling, like, honestly. Mundane, yeah, okay. it, it's like... I, I, look, look, I yell for a living. Yelling. And I, I yell I know, for a like, living. 
I know what good li- <laughs> of what good yelling's like. Um, I know what a good yell is. Yeah, you got Leonardo DiCaprio's got nothing on me. And I think there's like, uh, well, that's not that's not how you talk. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> yar, it's me, the Andrew yar. Pirate. <laughs> that's exactly how I talk. Yo yeah. ho, diddly yeah, I d. I think it's still worth watching just because I think it's uh, I think it's funny because it feels like a movie that is a perfect encapsulation of what it must feel like to uh, be wary to of read spoilers. Twitter for the first time <laughs> where like you you go through this like this uh, very quick range of emotions while what you feel like you're watching is very, very slow reactions to critical problems. And like they just don't stop, and you're like, oh god, it keeps getting worse the longer I watch. But for some <laughs> reason, no one will do anything about it. And you're like, yeah, that's that's Twitter, guys. Like, welcome. That's where it's, uh, that's where the movie Willkommen. I think worked best for me was precisely that feeling, and yeah. how it conveys that. Like, yeah, obviously, it's other... not a good feeling, but it's, so it's Majora's Mask, <laughs> sort of, kind of. So like. Yes and no. Uh, it obviously it's Majora's Mask in the sense that the the general plot is yeah that giant fucking smiling moon hurling towards us at five thousand uh, miles a second and definitely going to impact us is <laughs> if not we a acknowledge problem. the moon we might make less money. It's going to get in the way of yeah. my money. Y- yeah, basically that's you just summed up the whole movie in a sentence. Yeah, wow, congratulations. Yeah, Keith. I know I've been living in that world my entire life. Yeah, it's it, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, so that's hey, you, hey, you know the, um, uh, climate change under capitalism. Yeah, it's and a coronavirus. It's a, fun, it's a fun ride, isn't it? That's a let's revel in that a bit. <laughs> yeah. So it's so again, that's the problem is that the message or the the message is boring uh, because it is a message that isn't. It, it doesn't make you think it doesn't make you go like oh yeah yeah it's just like okay and what like uh, and what about it like yeah you're right like we are fucked and what about it do you want to contribute to that do you want to say anything are you gonna like just more what's, anguish what's... screaming into the void because yeah that's the listening it, it, it still just, isn't happening and it won't yeah it just <laughs> it just luck. feels like it just feels like someone that's... yelling like i can't believe you're doing this just do something it's like and is there something you'd like to contribute to the conversation or do you want to like be one of the other hundreds of fucking people yelling the same thing because we like get it we've heard it it's fun that you keep saying it like it, you know it's like a meme at this point yeah save the I, environment um... oh cool <laughs> like <laughs> I uh, I agree with you on that assessment, but uh, however, I I am the kind of person that l- really liked 2012, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you I like thought, you like the you like destruction movies. You like the idea of yeah. Well, uh, the destruction bit was went by pretty fast. It wasn't the major thing, but I liked <laughs> I liked the I forget his name. What's the name of the m- main actor in 2012? Um, I've never seen it. I don't remember. I do not watch Roland Emmerich movies. It's the... He makes a bunch of movies. He's the... He talks like this. And he's uh, talking like this a little bit. What the fuck? What? (laughs) I forget his name. But he has a scene where he... Nicolas Cage? Is that Nicolas Cage? Cage, That's the one. Yeah, is that yeah, a Nicolas yeah. Cage impression? And no, that is a I Nicolas got Cage it. impression. <laughs> like I got yeah, it. You got it. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck's in 2012. I don't. Nicolas it, Cage is not in 2012. 
That's what he did in Nicolas Cage impression, right? Yeah, yeah. What is the name of the movie then? Is it not? I don't know. 2012. Are you not? Are you not talking about? You I mean, there's a lot of movies just like 2012. Yeah, it's a disaster movie. It's uh, yeah. That's Roland Emmerich's entire career is that movie over and over again. List of uh, filmography. That's the one. Nicolas Cage filmography. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that that's the movie. That's that's the actor. But I was so completely unprepared for that voice. But then a moment later, I'm like, yeah, it's it's Nicolas Cage. Like, I get it. I guess. (laughs) Like. I don't know how I many impressions I could get of actors, but I get that one. You've won me over. That does sound like him. <laughs> I don't think it's 2012. It's a, it's a movie where the world is going to end, and I, I think it does. I don't remember. But National basically, he, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think so. Uh, he, he, he drives a limousine against a, an earthquake, and it's like a race against the earthquake, and it's badass as hell. And then there's a... There's, uh, there's planes falling from the sky, and I like that sort of movie. That's good. That's I like that sort of action. I, I'm, I I'm so about don't that. care every time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's why about, I'm saying. Are you talking about Left Behind? Could be Left no. Behind. No, nope, it's not Left. I don't think behind. that's even Hold an on. apocalypse movie. I don't I even think... remember what the premise of the movie is. I think 2012 is knowing. Like a, is like floods. Isn't knowing the one where you can see the uh, future? Yeah, MIT links That's the series of numbers. Oh, I think it might be that. Yeah. I've seen, I think I've seen that the one. Ultimate, to prevent the ultimate catastrophe. Oh. I mean, this, it has, I think it has uh, him in a car with a girl. I think that's just the one where yeah, you can see the future. Some... And so, like, people keep so. coming to to get him and, or to kill him and stuff. But he keeps, like, but I'm JoJoing but... it. And I have a plan for this contingent now because I saw that coming. And. It's definitely it because if you look at the uh, the poster of the movie, it's the Earth burning up, and that's the end of the movie. By the way, Uh-oh. spoiler. I must be um, thinking of another movie where he knows the future. Yeah, it's knowing. It's no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I thought twenty twelve. Twenty twelve is the one where they make a big arc, isn't it? I think the twenty twelve is the. That's Noah's arc. I think twenty twelve is the one <laughs> where the crust of the Earth <laughs> under New York like f- comes up. Like, it physically disassembles, like, in that fucking Call of Duty game where they drop the iron rod from space. Mm. Little known story, but, uh, the Bible? The Bible? The Bible. <laughs> no, that was definitely Dude, what the, they that definitely Noah have movie's one. hardcore. They definitely made <laughs> like, a movie about, about major floods, and they built a boat. There's a way, like, called Noah movie. Yeah, Noah. There's a movie about Noah? Yeah, there's a movie about Noah. Oh, as Emma Watson. There's probably a lot of them. I don't think you should make movies about guys. A guy who like has sex with his own children. It's, it's not a great time. Uh, a 900-year-old guy. I mean, it's to, to, you know, the context that makes sense is that it's a Danny Aronofsky movie. The guy did oh. Requiem for a Dream, so it's a very miserable gotcha. movie. Cool. I mean, that was the movie no where somebody look. got really angry at me because we played Samurai Warriors Four, and I was like, "God's a fucking." dick in that movie and be like how dare you talk trash about my religion blah, blah, blah. and like that's like and this there was like a big <laughs> long rant angry video uh, comment in our comment section back on sad games about it because i dared say that god might be a dick in a story where he uh kills the world <laughs> maybe me. uh maybe is... maybe he doesn't come off as great in that kind of story <laughs> yeah it turns uh, god out gave the, us, it, it, god it gave us freedom of speech didn't make it better 
And, God uh, gave us. Did, did he and, know? And if uh, he's, and a, much more, he's a much more speech. sympathetic character in the book, you got to read that one. <laughs> God gave us the Second Amendment and the the flag. <laughs> The flag. I don't just, know what he, just, he just like shat a flag out of the sky and it, it fell into America and it, that's it. I don't know where Andrew was going. I was just trying to complete the thought, train of thought. He gave us the Second Amendment. Thank God. He must have. Jesus Christ. I mean, if, you, if you criticize a movie and people are like, how dare you criticize my religion? Jump of logic. You know, like, God, that's against my Second Amendment rights. That I... I there's some 4D chess going on here. I need to, I need to decode this. <laughs> I, but no, my my, uh, my sleep actually, that. talking about anxiety and stuff like that, my sleep, I think, has been, like, affected directly by the Lindsay Ellis news. I'm just like, oh. What? Fuck. Why? <laughs> oh. Just the scale of it. Just, like, the, the fucked up. And it's the point where somebody can be on this kind of platform and related things for so long... To the point where they mm -hmm. basically influence and they basically influence like an entire genre of video like the the video essay format like if if anyone who makes them like if they weren't influenced by lindsay ellis they're influenced by somebody that was influenced by lindsay ellis like it's like it's yeah. a kind of a, a big deal person in that field to have somebody bow out of that and then also basically regret ever taking part in it it feels like is like oh fuck and like that's like a whole yeah. new it like adds like a whole new fear where it's like there's already the weird background anxiety of being in this or you know any field really where you're just like what if this whole thing just comes crumbling down one day and it's just like there goes that job yeah. but the the idea that you could get to the end of that and then regret the years where you were doing what you loved at all like that you regret ever doing that is like that's like dark and have it be specifically that the people that were like the audience basically turning on you and like the, the audience themselves being essentially why you regret ever making content for them in the first place. It's just like this whole thing where it's like, it's like the idea of becoming afraid of the very people that you're making videos for and so on. It's just like, what a distressing, weird hell space. And I've been I working on Twitter... a, I'm working on a video because like, I wanted to do it because it's my 10 year thing. So like, I wanted to do, I was like a video essay about 10 years on YouTube question mark was like in my like list of like, I have a list of games I want to cover uh, in like this event year or whatever, which I'm, I'm slacking on a bit because it's really hard to logistically do that. Uh, but it was like, oh yeah, let's play Mist VR and the Demon Souls remake and like finally go back and do another playthrough of Disco Elysium and The Witness and stuff like that. The Witness randomizer. Uh, but like when the ideas was to do a 10 year video essay about like just sort of my experience and so on. And uh, I've been kind of like almost like therapeutically writing about that sometimes instead of sleeping uh, in response to the Lindsay Ellis stuff. So and it's like the video, the, that script was already trending negative. And it's definitely gotten worse, uh, like thousands of words deep at this point. Uh, like it already was trending negative before, but now it's like significantly more that way because the more I try to write about being a YouTuber, the more I feel this like pressure and responsibility to talk about all of the awful things, specifically because of like, 
like it's we're at a we're at a stage where being a youtuber or an influencer or whatever variations of the same thing and so on tiktok and shit even if those fields i understand less but they're related uh it's like the most popular job for someone like coming out of school they're like that's what they say above anything else is that they want to be me basically or me but more successful basically and uh <clears throat> i've spent 10 years not only experiencing the various pitfalls expected and unexpected but also just learning about all the various stages of fucked up things like reactionary harassment groups and uh, anti-fans and parasocial relationships and all the bizarre different fucked up things that come from this whole thing besides just these the normal boring stuff that youtubers are like allowed to complain about like the algorithm and also like the various stages <laughs> of how like you as a, a content creator despite dealing with all these things are basically not allowed to complain about any of it because like you're it's like the ga video game developer situation where it's like this is the dream job if you don't want it a billion people are waiting to replace you and like how dare you show anything besides gratitude for every element of this every day kind of stuff and then the the endless scrutiny of countless people and so on and so forth and like at the end of the day like i have to have like a I have to have like a big intro section where I talk about like all the up, all the upsides and why I do what I do because there's there is a lot of reasons why I do it. I don't want to lose this job and I I do specifically like it way more than any other job I've ever had. But I can't help but think like there's so many people that want to do this and this, and there's such a low barrier to entry to try. And like Susan isn't going to warn you. <laughs> like Susan doesn't give a shit. Like YouTube the uploader it doesn't like there's no like primer there's no like video that comes up like uh, here's the countless unexpected pitfalls that come from from making a career on youtube and all the things that can happen to you and like the people that have literally died as a result of the of these processes and so on uh it's like no it's like hey upload your video here we go and then and they just like they enable it like these platforms that that depend entirely on content creators to exist in no way prepare or train or even counsel their content creators about the many like horrible things that can happen to them on this platform and so on and so you just kind of mm -hmm. like stumble into it and that's one of the weird things about going after someone like Lindsay in its own way is just the idea of like she in like she didn't ex like I, th I think every frame of painting was first maybe but like, like it's not like she specifically created the video. I say completely from scratch, and it was no other was wider cultural con cultural context or anything. But like, she definitely was making them before I even knew what, what that that there was a like a thing to call them yet. <laughs> like I remember watching the Rent video essay and thinking like, oh, this is something. This is like I was like you would think of it as a review, but like this is something different. It's like important, and it's in and it's like this is something. I need more of this <laughs> like long before there was like <laughs> I had any there was a, long before there even was like a, a an H-bomber guy or ContraPoints or any of the many other like channels that you would even name in that context uh there like there I was watching stuff like the rent video and be like hang on a minute what what is this this is something different and all that but like to mm -hmm. the level of but like the level of scrutiny and then like the, the like the the culmination of all of the different like like the, the way that people like collect your sins and so on over the course of like your your long career and then they and they and all of those sins are evergreen forever as if they just happened and you still agree with them and don't and haven't apologized for them a dozen times and and regret them and so on it's like 
it's just such a weird, gross way to treat people. And much like the part where you're not allowed to complain about your job, it's like this thing where it's like you're not you're not really allowed to be a person, like despite the whole like relatability and haha, and I love this person, I'm so attached to them, and I feel like I know them, and so on. Like uh, the way that scrutiny works for content creators is they're essentially not allowed to ever actually be a human being with that makes any mistakes or choices and is trying to figure out even how to do what they do and so on to the point where it's like the number of bizarre sins I saw trotted out against her over this time was just like, it's kind of just like fascinating. Like there was like, like people were still mad about her for being like, a, I'm not like the, like, I'm not like the other girls. And it's like, I'm sorry, you're mad at her for nostalgia chick. The thing that happened over a decade ago and hasn't been happening since I was in college. Like people, like, that's like, that's fascinating. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like you, people change and grow so much. Like I've been on here for 10 years and I've said all sorts of stupid shit in old videos and so on. And like, I've, I probably made jokes about people identifying as things before I even knew really what a trans person was at all. In fact, I probably basically thought the words that we're talking about, like, like confusing other kin people that are like, I'm not a furry, I'm actually a wolf kind of people that are just like, I don't know how to process this level of Tumblr and I don't know, I don't know how to discuss this, like the, <laughs> that kind of like level. Like I'm, I'm yeah. sure, yeah, sure. Someone probably doesn't identify as a tack helicopter. Well, I guess that person ironically said that shit that they said, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and like they just go through these, like, like you just, you learn and grow and change all the time. I remember that I specifically... Andrew knows that when I started YouTube, I wanted to make a political channel <laughs> as a 21 yeah. year old in college. And I was like spurned on by the, the all the protest groups that were on my college campus all the time that were trying to like stop the liberals from being liberal. Basically like, ah, oh, this place is corrupting our children. And it's like, if anyone's pushing me left, wow. it's your weird fucking anti-abortion posters where you show gore to students when they're just trying to walk to the, the next class and stuff like that uh they like they did that even back then oh yeah no it was so much <laughs> there was I, oh, there was pro, there was conservative protesters on my college campus just all the time to the point where you're like you were almost thankful for the people that just sit at a fucking card table and hope that you'll ask them about religion because at least they're just sitting there <laughs> uh hmm. but it, it was so much and it's like it was just like I, I like I felt the need to like want to talk about that stuff. Then we got together with some friends and we just filmed a shitty podcast that had nothing to do with any of that stuff. And then it turned into a shitty vlog channel that immediately turned into a let's like that then immediately spun off because it was a spin off into a into a a, a, a a let's play channel. And that's how this whole mess gets here. And like I don't fucking <laughs> know who we are or what things are like. And I, I've said before like the stuff Andrew says now is like fascinatingly at odds with like old school libertarian andrew that like like don't you let anybody else ever no one's entitled to my tax dollars like kind of like kind of shit and it's like people just grow and change and so on and it's just yeah. uh, this with this weird approach to online figures where you like chronicle all their sins forever and use them against them is just like weird gross shit and it's like i've been in conversations with people in this stuff because like i when i uh like you might remember that back in the day, like there was a thing where ContraPoints featured Buck Angel in a video as a voice actor, and that was a whole mm -hmm. controversy in its own right. And during that time, people were harassing everybody that knew ContraPoints, even if they had nothing to do with the video in any direct way, which 
mm-hmm. is its own other separate thing of like it seems a lot like you guys are trying to harass people until they socially isolate a trans person which seems like an actively damaging thing to do to anybody especially somebody that's not like you know uh killing people or whatever the fuck like it's like it's like such a disproportionate gross way it's not criticism as much as people try to claim it is but like in that way like i just watched Lindsay ellis's uh i almost said ted talk her uh xoxo talk i think like the few different people have given talks at at that i've seen like uh hank Mm -hmm. green and h bomber guy and Lindsay all do talks there i think well i've seen Mm -hmm. them on i've seen the videos (laughs) i haven't gone to xo uh, and she talks about her how for the last year she's been actively harassed by these alt-right goons that like actively try to like dox her and and bring all these things after her and so on and that her life's just been this hell of trying to stamp down this endless uh this endless pursuit of her and so when this thing happens with contrapoints where everyone's going after her for a thing that she didn't even do or be involved in her sin is that she, her sin is that she new contrapoints and was friends with them and that it's a crime now uh there was somebody like there's everyone's going after her and i saw that there was one person that stood out to me because they were they were trying to shout her down and specifically like force a response out of her and was like and was like everybody let's all everybody keep posting it don't stop until you get until she until something happens basically and i'm like i I, I I this I I I made the response the mistake of responding and I'm like this like this is harassment and and I got shouted down uh like be a better ally and shut the fuck up and listen and all these other things and I'm like I don't know man like listen to this like talk she just did before this which so it's not a response to this yeah. so you can't like discredit it based on that and it's like listen to the shit she's been going through and how you're basically just recreating the exact behaviors that have been making her life hell for the last year mm-hmm. and it seems like you're doing harm instead of in any way fighting for anybody and there's a whole conversation here about how twitter's disgusting and gross and it, 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 it yeah, actively yeah. encourages this behavior algorithmically and so on as a platform but it's like mm-hmm. but like 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 every conversation i've ever had on twitter zero progress is made i just go i just leave angry and and somebody and I, I probably end up on another, another another block list where a bunch of people automatically are blocking me because I'm like one conversation identifies me as a, as a chud that's against the group or whatever, because blo- that's how that stuff often works. And it's like I, mm-hmm. I and I was just trying to ad- advocate for not harassing somebody like. And it's like it's just it's just like waves of this stuff and like that's and like the the funny thing is like this. This is like forgotten now. Like that was a thing that was so much that was so much that was before the Rhea thing where she where what was essentially like, hey, this is a bad look or not a well phrased thing or not the best argument or the way you said it isn't I'm not receiving it well or whatever about about comparing a Disney movie to Avatar as like, but that's Asian culture. How dare you? And so on. Uh, and like there's a point to be made about how something she said wasn't right but like it it becomes this thing where it's like uh there's just massive mobs of people going after her for entire days and then dancing on her grave basically when she deletes her twitter and then shouting creepy things like jenny nicholson next and i'm like what the fuck why are you after jenny nicholson now how did we get there it's like just like the contrapoints thing leaked onto Lindsay ellis the Lindsay ellis thing leaks onto jenny nicholson and it's just like at some point you're just harassing women 
and you're just like working down a list oh. online. Yeah, you're going yeah, after yeah. your you're going after dissenters, people who are yeah. spreading the opinion you don't want. And I get I mean that unfortunately yeah. that is a that is a pretty that's just social media. Social media is yeah. about like trying to kill your opponent either like realistically or just their account. And it's like kind of it's yeah, because even thing and, and what happened is that well, is like not, but a couple weeks ago, but it's recent for this podcast because we haven't done it since. Uh, Lindsay Ellis put out a Patreon post saying like, "Hey, I'm I'm this is it. I'm quitting. Like I can't I can't do this anymore. Like I can't do this job. Like I can't function anymore. And it's ruining. It's been the worst year of my life. And even then, people are like they had to they had to private the post and make it only patrons only. Uh, and but like people are dancing on on and then like still like trying to dunk on her there, being like, oh. All of her employees found out via Patreon post that they're fired. And it's like, no, if you actually cared about the employees, you would look at their Twitter accounts for one second and see them all like cheering her on and supporting her decision. And also that they clearly knew about it in advance, because, of course, they talked about this probably for months before it was announced. You fucking sociopaths. She was specifically saying how she wasn't firing them and she was leaving the Patreon page up to support her employees. And and I don't I don't, I don't, I don't I haven't seen the post because it's private now. But uh, the uh, or specifically I, like I I did I have a copy that I, I never I never got around to reading it. Like I didn't want to like mm-hmm. I didn't I kind of don't want to I'll have to while I'm while I'm writing this. But it's just like it's just not a good not a fun thing to want to read ever. Like it's like like knowing the context already. It's just like miserable. But uh, it's yeah, just it's like not this whole it's thing not a fun like, read at all. Fuck like. Like what? What but do you want? You won. She's gone, and it's still like Nan. Hey, now here's our new crime. Her new crime is how dare you fire your people? And it's like, I just well, there's, I'm so tired. There's and, something... and to the to the end, while it's still viral, it's constantly this talk about how like she just can't just accept criticism, and this is actually about this. And I'm like, you know what these words are? You're saying right? This is Gamergate. This is this is actually about ethics and journalism. Like it's literally the exact same <laughs> yeah. patterns and behaviors and the same the same shitty scapegoat argument that excuses the waves and waves of harassment that where the harassment was the point. And true to form, it was also infiltrated by Nazis, just like Gamergate. Like it was a, once again a, a wave of outrage that was infiltrated by shitty groups on the right that are specifically trying to cause mayhem and making it worse. And it's just like I like. It, this is stuff someone like at bare minimum like, this is just all shit someone would should know about before they make a youtube channel <laughs> like all these really layers of to be a, things exhausting to be a nazi you have to like change what you're into every week so you can be a part of a new group yeah like, i mean do, you do they assimilate to. in some way yeah like do they have to like re- do they have to do like a boot camp real quick where they read up on like what video games are and like yeah, oh it's shit, called 4chan yeah, or I love. Yeah, I mean that Unreal was the. I mean engine. back in all the way back in high school, like that was the premise of 4chan was just being so fucking irony poisoned and convincing yourself that you don't actually believe in anything and so on, like being Schrodinger's douchebag and talking in dog whistles and so on. Like that was that'll happen when I was like 16. Like I was surrounded by people that were that type yeah. of person, and they got worse. <laughs> I know at oh, least some of them the just case. got worse over people, the years. There's been people like that since forever. Like yeah, in the eighties. But it's a but it's a, there's specific breeding grounds that actively encourage it, and they oh, also yeah, they sure. also encourage behaviors that will socially isolate you by driving people out of your life that aren't completely fucking the broken. Thing, the thing is that like there's a point to be made for uh, there's two things that uh, at work here that are hard to reconcile, uh, and just to bring it back to why you started talking about this, 
about Lindsay Ellis and about your 10 years on, on YouTube and our presence in social media or, you know, YouTube as a social media. Um, there's two things that are hard to reconcile, which is the individual um, correctedness in a way, or rather like somebody says a shitty thing. And if you're their close friend, uh, you might let it go or you might talk to them in a, in a, uh, uh, in a private or maybe you know the group of people that you're with and you i don't these online them. figures that i know know each other call each other out publicly on twitter whenever one of them does something wrong <laughs> it's like what the, the, the fuck is your expectation bro what do you think you, people are it's like <laughs> the thing is i think like uh, let me let me just make this juxtaposition because youtube works in a in real in a really messed up way or not just youtube but modern day celebrities in, in social media specifically uh because if you don't know the person like for example when i went to new york last month and uh i was in the uh covid testing thing uh and i was just having a chat with uh this uh nice uh Czecho, uh Czechoslovakian uh gentleman talking about you know the situation and how omicron and all that uh and he just you know drops uh, the line in the middle of a perfectly reasonable conversation where he's going over how expensive it is and whatnot. He just says, I know this is fake and just continues talking about the rest of the stuff. And my <laughs> reaction was just to be like, yeah, I, I just, I didn't harp on the point. I didn't correct him. I just sort of didn't, did, obviously did not go against what he was saying and just moved on and just, okay, have a nice trip. Bye. Uh, after a little while. And that that's the rea that's a non-confrontational reaction that a lot of people have towards strangers. And and it's kind of the same thing that you have when you know that like uh maybe you're a, a, a big fan of Braveheart the movie or whatever. But then you find find out that Mel Gibson is an awful person, just absolute shit. And you're like, "Oh, shit. I still like Braveheart though." You know, it maybe gets a little bit more difficult to enjoy Braveheart next time you watch it or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But it, they're strangers. Like, people making online stuff uh, and people on the television set or in the movies, they're just strangers. It, you're, the fact that we're so close, though, on YouTube, that we're so close to our audiences, means that that, that, that reality, that we're strangers, that reality gets muddled and it's so much more difficult for there's like a bizarrely intense like betrayed emotional mm -hmm. reaction essentially yeah. It's, yeah it also it's also related to like the there's also like that betrayal element that like like the intensity only happens with people that are somewhere vaguely on your side like that level of vitriol oh yeah that's that makes it like worse people <laughs> yeah. like people like can't maintain it when it's like against like somebody that's just completely far gone like 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 the level of like people that are that essentially largely agree with lindsay ellis politically for example that mm -hmm. are spending more time yelling at her than candace owens for example is like it's like yeah, yeah. there's a thing there like that's definitely an element and people call sometimes people say it's the left eating themselves i'm like no there's nothing left about it it's just that's just how people do like that's definitely a, like the right does it too there's just this, this bizarre like because there's the betrayal element i guess you go even harder on somebody there but it's like more and more i'm just like people like you can't you can't be on Twitter this long, like it can't be around for this long and people still pretend to not understand how it works. Like at some yeah. point, 
you got to take some basic responsibility in what Twitter is and how it works. So if you see somebody that you think is doing a questionable behavior and you actually wished that they didn't do that, and it's not like it's and it's actually somebody like when it's somebody that's, you know, like somewhat aligned with you and not somebody that's just like a fucking deranged grifter that's in a completely different planet than you, like Alex Jones or whatever, like fucking email them. <laughs> like like send them an email with your feedback about the specific thing that you think that they maybe should change or something that you are are worried about that you that you think about what they said or something or dm them or whatever because quote think, but... quote tweeting is just like it's just, it's the worst thing you could possibly do with a platform because one no one's gonna no one's gonna really synthesize your 20 tweet long thread that's all new this nuanced criticism about this really hyper specific point like if, if the if the hyper point is like oh this is a the, 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 there's latent racism in this really specific way and there's undercurrent of the blah 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 and the twenty blah, 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 blah. It's like they're gonna just like skim it and be like oh the takeaway is this person's racist and then the the quote tweet is just a window that is go to this person and call them racist and then it's just it snowballs from there it just becomes person is thing yell at person here's the nice convenient clickable spot to yell at the person and now you got thousands of people involved in the conversation which is not a conversation and it doesn't accomplish anything and it doesn't go anywhere and also and yeah, those, the vindictive little shits your... will just like they don't follow up on like what the outcome of the conversation is they just hear the out especially like if it's well received or whatever like the any response that there is is just drowned out and forgotten because all they hear about is like the initial the initial wave of thing and so on like we're really bad at internalizing any information or learning anything because hearing an outrageous thing is like a brain it's just like this brain uh, fucking, I don't know, word. <laughs> Blood? Uh, it's, just, it's a thing that just brain sticks. What, it sticks so well into you. Like it's like the, it's it's like we're, we're reliving the hot coffee McDonald's thing for the rest of our lives. We're like the outrageous thing you hear is just the truth and you live with it forever and you don't question it. And it's like, what? oh, is it actually What's this that? big nuanced thing where the hot coffee thing was actually like a bunch of bullshit and actually like somebody had suffered horrible, horrible burns and is actually like more to ha to this discussion. It's like, nah, it just becomes whatever the oh, worst version is that people make up. The, th the thing that everyone makes fun of online and, and makes up about it, that's the real narrative. And that's all anyone remembers. And that's how that's what happens to people just all the time. And it's, it's just not a, it's not, it's not productive. It's just, it's actively counterproductive. And it's like, we need to become more sophisticated at some point post Gamergate at like just basic ideas of how to interact with people in these kinds of situations, because like you can just actively make it worse. And at some point you can't feign it, ignorance anymore. And like social media is designed in a way that it's never going to allow that to become better though, because yeah. it's so focused it's the scalability of the individual relationships we have with each other. They don't work in the same way that either we deal with an audience or we work as an audience. It's they're not the same kind of thing. If you're on Facebook and you you know make a friend request of a famous person and they 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 accept you or whatever, even something as similar as that. That has happened to me, for example. I, I'm friends with some famous guitar players, and I don't know why they accepted me, but I, I, just, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I, I requested it, and they just said yes. Nothing happens. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to them. But they have other things to do. But 
th- that's me. There's people who who do that and then go and send dick pics to be to to women or just harass them in the comments and just there's all manner of bad things that happens in social media to complete strangers by complete strangers because it's the same mechanisms that we can use for our close friends and our family like applied to everyone. And then fandoms work like that in such a bizarre way. It's so bizarre because obviously it doesn't. It's not supposed to be like that. Where if you if you have a video that's that's seen by thousands and thousands of people, those thousands of people can't interact with you in the same way that they interact with or that you interact with your friends, with your close friends. And YouTube is kind of not as bad at that as as everything else, like specifically Twitter and Facebook, because YouTube is like a comment section and it's like it's obviously. And like for every for every public figure, there's like a fucking spectrum of like the person that like, huh? Oh, I was only like half listening in another tab to like the person that's like, I have a fucking cork board that chronicles all of your behaviors <laughs> and everything you've ever done, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm uh, definitely the dude in the other tab. I'm aware, but I'm not interested. And but the thing is, because those interactions. Are, are mimicked for famous people or for fandoms or whatever. They're mimicked from our personal relationships with f- close friends or family members because that's how that is. Anytime you call somebody out, you get... It's it's the clout that people talk about. It's like if you just go oh, and yeah, say... No, it's, it's literally oh, just people... To ha- it's, 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 they're just dunking on people to have the feeling of everybody agreeing mm-hmm. with them and liking what they did. And they don't care about the consequence of what it actually does or whether or not it actually changes anybody's mind. And it's like... It's like, ah. Yeah. And yeah. that's like a, that's like a that's... real risky thing to do if you're accusing someone of something that actually... Had, like is actually dire... Or sounds like it might be and goes somewhere because then it just that becomes the narrative. It's like but when I remember works. it's like when I remember like uh, during the ContraPoints controversy, like somebody in my discord just said that they heard this is something along the lines of like, I heard that Lindsay Ellis is a transphobe and I just challenged them on that because Damn. I'm like, OK, what, <laughs> where, yeah. how, yeah. why, like any context, who would you hear that from? What's your source? Like just anything. I, I wasn't like going after them hard or anything, but I'm like, I prompted them to be like, clarify. What, why do you, why are you thinking that? Where, where's that coming from? Cause that's a really weird thing to hear in that context. Like where, what conversation led there? And it's because like people just shouting the things is often all it takes to the point where I, I think I can literally see the fucking, uh, the Kiwi farms type little shits that are in the groups, uh, shouting at people because like they will just shout in the most basic terms. Like this person is a racist or this person is sexist or this person's a transphobe or something. And they'll just keep shutting that down at everybody and like they'll and it's what's a dark thing is that they'll 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 have uh like because it's like step one if you try and do this it's like you make it you you get an avatar that makes you seem like you'd be the authority on this kind of thing like as a black man like that kind of setup it's like that Mm -hmm. like when that fucking that one republican like senator or whatever like posted there like as a as a as a black woman or something and they were like on their main account so it was just them saying it like that kind of setup uh like and like they they have no substance to it and they're not going anywhere with it and it's like that to some extent like that's what i think the jenny nicholson posts are it's like them just like trying to rile the group up because if you see enough people all just shouting one thing or going in a particular direction you just kind of believe it and go with it and then you feel righteous Mm -hmm. and you want and you want to ride that that feeling too and so like i think those those are literally like 
like the, to go to Walking Dead, it's like the people that are literally like herding the zombies. Like they're like, oh, if we move over here, like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> it's the whisper. It's the whisperers. Oh, no. I just I had a breakthrough. <laughs> Write it down. <sighs> Write it down, Keith. It's the whisperers because there's all the zombies and the whisperers put on zombie masks and pretend to be part of the group, but they're actually hurting the group where they want to go. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. It's been a it's been a, a bit of a Success. back and forth obsession cycle going back and forth on that shit. And hopefully it's done its I job can then. finish this stupid script at some point and be done with that at least. I don't know. There's always the back and forth of like, how personal do I make this part? <laughs> nope, rewrite this part again. So by contrast, <laughs> it's like, yay, writing about Walking Dead is fun. <laughs> Well, I, until you on figure the plus out side, one day it will all end. Yep. Don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> Always look forward. Don't look down. Don't look up. Look forward. And if you can't look forward then look into the eyes of the most closest person in front of you so deeply that you can see all the different variations of pigment in their eyes. But to keep the point keep where they feel uncomfortable. Feet away. But they have to be uncomfortable yeah. with their eyes because you can't even see their lips move anymore. That's how close you need to be. <laughs> the field of view is so narrow that it's just like mm -hmm. yes, narrow it so deeply. Yeah, I guess the, I guess the I, takeaway is just be more critical of what you're doing and why you're doing it and when you do it. Are you just dunking on people for clout? Like, are you just seeking clicks at the costs of actual humans and so on? And also, like, if you find yourself reflexively being like, yeah, but the valid criticism, though, it's like kind of like try to think about how you're how much you are just being as susceptible to the Gamergate style wave as the people that you probably look down on for being in that wave, because like that's that's what I saw here. That's I saw Gamergate a... happen again. Like, that's what this was. Uh, it was a lot fucking smaller, I... but it's the same tricks and the same pattern. And the same, I think there's just a the, there's the just same a type thing of speech where, now. where a person that talks about the abuse they're facing is shouted over by people being like, you just can't take valid criticism. It's like I've, we have seen this. It's been a decade and it's still going. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just a type of it just worked. They saw that that kind of uh, speech pattern works in getting what they want done. Um, I just think the most important part of it all is there's. I, like with everything, it's always a what about ism type deal. Like, all right, well, you know, if you if you're gonna call us call our people out, then we're gonna call your people out. If you're gonna harass our people, we're gonna harass your people. That type of shit. And um, and even if it's not a like, you, if you if you can't prove that one side is harassing and the other uh, isn't, or vice versa, um, it's always a yeah, but you would if you could type deal. Regardless. This kind of, of shitty, weird mentality. Uh, it's the only thing that matters at the end of the day is the person that you are communicating about is if they are actively, actively committing a crime. Like if someone is doing a crime, I think it is in your best interest to be vocal about that crime being committed because don't let people get away with crimes. But if someone's just doing drama on the internet, Shut up and watch it. Brew a cup of tea, meet some popcorn, sit back, 
read their little thing about why they're leaving and just move on with your life. Have fun. Good job. That's it. It's not like you watch them anyways. It's not like you were going to watch them anyways. Seeing you got what you wanted, which is you wanted to see someone fail or whatever. You did it. Now move on. You don't need to like kick, kick them. You don't need to kicking. Kicking doesn't make you cool. Like sitting there kicking a dead horse isn't cool. It's not, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just feels like what all social media is, is like everyone wants to just jump on to a train and be a part of it and write it out and feel like they were, you know, there. Like, oh, back in my day, kid, I was part of the brigade that took down Lindsay Ellis. And it's like, no, you weren't, Grandpa. You're some <laughs> shitty guy throwing hot takes, like, on it. Like, you know, like, you just, you, all you said was like, yeah, fuck that person on a tweet. That it definitely was... feels like a rationalization at some point where it's like, oh, this is sad. This is a thing that someone should be sad about. This is like a thing that's like, like a bad thing was happening. But I don't want to process that. So I'm going to come up, I'm going to justify it as being a good thing, actually. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I twist it around to a comfortable cathartic thing where actually they're still wrong even now and i have no guilt and, in any step of this entire process and i've i mean i've been vocal about uh or like at least on discord i said like my my stance is always when there's a when there's a mob after you you just you know take your shoes off get on the ground bow as hard as you can say i'm sorry and move on with it and just let people say bad things about you forever that's just it's just how this whole system is built it's supposed to be like this it's running as optimally as intended when people are harassing you constantly uh the difference is that like it shouldn't be a a platform size consistent amount of hate like you shouldn't have a trending tab of people to hate on you that's oh, not yeah normal. no twitter literally has um, a place it's like click here to yeah. see the person that everyone's yelling at right now yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff and, is and the that default assumption that's is like, they're right. <laughs> yeah, that part is uh that part's a little bad. And uh it's very normal. Uh um, every social media platform is they making have the world and I think, worse. And, I think and the they're doing it is, on purpose. They know how to stop and, it, and they're not going to. It's yes, either and somebody I, I, to hate but, on or they died. And I want to be like important or I want to make an important distinction here that just because that this is how social media runs and how it is that this is normal, this is how it's supposed to be is not like an equation sign or equal sign to being acceptable or okay it doesn't like just because that's the norm doesn't make it acceptable um yeah it's that's just how it is just, you know it's like uh I, like wage theft is normal but uh it's also not something that we agree with like we've agreed that it's not okay and is a crime but it's still kind happens of my, that's kind of constantly. my goal with my platform yeah. like in, in working with the video and so on is just to be like not only to warn people trying to get into this, it's just about the breadth of all the things that they should know about already, but also like just like trying to motivate, trying to change people's behavior in like my tiny corner of the Internet, because that's literally all you can do, because like think yeah. about this shit, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, just watching us not <laughs> learn for a long time. Well, there's I, again, there's no incentive to like it's not it. it it's. What is the it's like a when you watch how uh, which is you true, the, but then you can't you kind of have to give up on thinking of yourself as a good person. <laughs> well, what what is it? Uh, yeah, if you're not, know, you'll never you'll never know people, if you made the right. I want people right. to actually grapple with that discomfort of realizing like, yeah, am I not a good person? Like having to I, actually I think like think is, about what they're doing. I think the problem is that they, you know, like people, people never really will know if they made the right choice because oftentimes they'll never 
like it will never be obvious what they made the mistake of like i like harassing Lindsay ellis is not something the average twitter person is going to feel any kind of like moral repercussions about yeah tomorrow, she's not a person next year in 50 years yeah so like you're never gonna think to be human <laughs> that's that's you're how never gonna works. get to think about i guess i don't know i don't know i think it's i don't think it's that no it literally is she's literally weird. her humanity is not considered in the process that's how this works that's why it's well, like that yeah so i don't know it this is what is it? There's a there's a really there's like I was watching something and they did a really good point about there was a trend between like the 90s and the 2000s where uh, being famous became uh, like changed its form. Like being famous wasn't about uh, adoration. It was about envy. And so like it went from, oh, wow, that person's famous because they did something to, well, wow, per- that person's famous. Fuck them. Let's kill them. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's weird. I wonder, like, what ha- what was invented in the in the early in like the late nineties, early two thousands that possibly could have changed our viewpoint on celebrity status. Um, but the uh, but there's this like most social media is akin to uh, like a reality TV show. Almost all of it is fake. People are just incredibly crazy people on on just at an average base, and it's kind of all just not something you need to be taken as seriously as people do like it's not well but but it's a place that's been taken seriously like i don't understand i i will never understand why why social media like why twitter would ever be used by a government uh like worker like i don't understand why our senators make public announcements on twitter because it's not that's not what twitter is twitter isn't a place to do that stuff twitter is to look at pictures of really weird art and see people harassing somebody <laughs> really like, weird that's art. it that's that's the whole nope. point like, that's what we need twitter, it, what twitter needs in order to finally break through as as the bet as a better platform is just more porn <laughs> just more porn. Just overflowing overflowing porn until it's, un- it's think... unignorable and then everyone either is there to look at porn or they or they're or they're gone like it's just they can't sorry yeah. you can't have conversations anymore it's just all porn now and then and then <laughs> that would make the world better because twitter would probably be, the twitter we know would be dead and it's, that'd be Perfect. beautiful anyway it's <laughs> see you guys yeah. next week send your hate mail to the <laughs> pits of hell <laughs> to the uh, pits of hell. Uh, send all of your hate mail to at whitehousegov on twitter <laughs> whitehouse.gov no, not whitehouse.gov because that might be considered a threat just do it to the Maybe. twitter account that's just do fine. it to the twitter account. the twitter account is like is not real that's not right. a real person so. see y'all next week boys Good luck. bye